connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic-Con 2017 and beyond. I am Ryan. With me is a, a usual assortment of idiots. Brad. Zach. Uh, James. And today, we I, I would never lump you in with idiots. Okay? <laughs> Thank um, you. We have a special guest. You've heard her voice two weeks prior. Corinne, welcome to the podcast. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, so fun. I, I, I'm very curious because... Um, how did you find out about us, one, and then we'll talk about you? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> please, so, you need to please tell us that immediately. Please tell Ryan how great he is. Please, uh, I need it more in my life. <laughs> so I heard about the podcast from one of my coworkers, mm-hmm. and she said, hey, I know you like movies. There's this really good movies podcast, and she had actually went to film school with Brad. So Brad was in film school? Oh, yeah, twice. <laughs> Rude. Uh, I actually just went to design school, but... But still film. Yeah. It was, an, it was an offshoot thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll bring it up later, too. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Anyways, continue. So, I think I got onto it, maybe it was around August. And oh, then wow. I downloaded a whole bunch of episodes and listened to them when I was on my long drives and listened to them when I was out on my hikes and walks. And Cool. So, just finished the Moana episode that you guys did last week. Sad I couldn't be here. You didn't listen to the first episode, did you? I was gonna say. No, I, I haven't gone back that far. The farthest Good. I've gone Good. back is I downloaded the episode from Force Awakens, but I haven't listened to it yet. Mm. Oh, okay, hey, that's, that's, that's a good that's one. A, that's pretty far back yeah. for for like three months or whatever. Like that's a lot of progress. I haven't listened to all of them oh, okay. yet. Well, you didn't have to admit that. You could have just, just let me. Just more of the movies that I was interested in here in like seeing. Oh, and... totally fair. Yes, yeah, yeah. A lot of people do that. Uh, where they don't listen to, which makes me feel bad about the like hour and a half that we make people sit through before we review a movie. Well, because <laughs> if they are only listening I, to like, I really want to hear what they, they said about the skip ahead. Yeah, right. You know, I always um, liken how popular we get and more mail we get and tweets based on what how big the movie is. Yeah, you know, then these slow times just before it kicks up, people are like, oh great, they don't even know what they're going to watch this week. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, Karim, uh, what do you love about film, and do you have a favorite film, or do you have a certain amount of films that you love? What do you mean, a certain amount of films? Like, like six. Do you have, like, do you have, do you have a, a favorite film, or do you have a, a, film, a lot of films you like that you don't have a favorite of? Well, my favorite film is My Fair Lady. Oh, right. right. That's a good Old choice. Old school, yeah. musical, has an amazing cast, Audrey Hepburn, Rex Harrison, Ooh, Rex Harrison. I was talking about earlier about handsome men. He, he is ha- very handsome. He is very handsome, and he can dance and sing. Fuck that guy. Well, he, doesn't, he doesn't really dance, and he doesn't really sing in the movie. He kind of, like, talks Shoeies. on tune. And, yeah, but, I mean, he talks in beat, so that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. Ryan's just grown accustomed to that face. <laughs> so, but I love movies because they're, they're very diverse. Mm-hmm. You can tell a lot of different stories with them. You can tell... You know, action, drama, a lot of different genres. You can tell stories across multiple movies, one movie. 
I mean, I think we can all think of like those first eight minutes of Up that made Ugh. every like <laughs> person who can see in the world cry. I was gonna say, do we have to think about the first eight minutes of Up? We do because it's brilliant. We could, just, we could just go on being happy forever. I mean, the, you guys were talking about Piper in a couple of episodes ago and how yeah. amazing it was. Yeah. And that movie has, like, no dialogue, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Or film. I mean, it's... The short, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, man. see, the, the story that you can tell with film mm-hmm. in just, like, those five minutes. Yeah. And the short before Moana was really cute, too. Yeah, it was. Man. So, we'll do you that. have a favorite genre, then? Is musicals your favorite genre? No. I don't really have a favorite genre. No? There's a lot of different genres that have good movies in them. I don't, I don't gravitate toward any genre. I just gravitate toward good movies. I, I think they're good movies. Mm-hmm. See, uh, so story is very important to you, you'd yeah. say. It's the most important aspect in watching a film. For the most part, well, you have to understand, for me, I studied creative writing in school. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like a film person like you guys uh-huh. are. So I don't know like the whole cinematography and lighting and it's things okay, like that. It's okay, neither does James. Hey, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, but she's entirely right. Story is the most important thing, so it doesn't really matter if you know. That's and character, like, right? Oh, that that those are the same thing. Yeah, story is character. Yeah, no, I agree. She's wonderful. Have you? Can ever... we always have people on here that agree with me? This is great. She doesn't have agree you, with you. you she thinks. Studied like the what is it? The Aristotle six principles of drama or something? Yeah, I don't remember them very and well because I like story, <sighs> character. Um. Well, I think plot, not story, and then spectacles, the last one, but I forget what the other three are. Dialogue. Um, and Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Not Michael Bay. Uh, see, James got his degree in English as well, yeah. um, but he never uses it. <laughs> I use it. Uh, see, he, we have it. a website where we have it. articles you can post, mm-hmm. and James hasn't posted one in three years. Hey, hey, hey. That's true. I've been busy. <laughs> uh, so have I, but I, I still re- have time to post 101 Greatest Rod Stewart songs. I got a, I got a okay? really good one. I got a good one. It's just taking me a long time. Wait, what does Rod Stewart have to do with movies? Nothing. It doesn't. It doesn't. He just doesn't give a shit. I don't give a shit. It's my <laughs> website. <laughs> as long as there's a place where Ryan can talk about stuff he likes, that's all he Well, what does uh, uh, your shark shit show have to do with movies? Those are garbage. Hey, the... <laughs> Rod Stewart has great. a song in Inner Space. That's a movie. Thank you. Oh, all right. Oh, oh, oh. And, and uh, uh, Three Patch Musketeers. Ad- and Patch Adams. Oh, uh, patch your hands. and due yes. date when he's letting his father's ashes out and you he's should, singing Amazing Grace. You should totally saying. do an article about like oh, the did. best uses of. Uh, I did. Oh, you you just did haven't didn't read it. Oh, okay. How many years ago was that? Oh, a while ago. Oh, I don't know. I, I forget years. anything that happened more than a month ago. Um. Yeah. So James isn't always right. He's like mm, story's so important, but he likes movies like uh, Magnificent Seven. So I don't understand. Yeah, the movie was pretty fun. It's how I is haven't it seen it. Oh, I it's haven't great. Seen it yet. It's really fun. Uh, you know, they have really bad ADR in it. What about? I know because I, I listened to the podcast. <laughs> what about, don't believe everything you heard on this podcast. Because it's James, right. this movie's for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, Where's that check coming from? What about this year? What's the stuff from this year that is like that you have been the most passionate about? Arrival. Right, yeah. No, because you're a sane human being. Um, <laughs> no, because that was a great use of story and mm. character. Yeah. And it wasn't... I mean, Spectacle really came into it and there was you know good dialogue. But the story, the way... That they were able to tell it like non-linearly. Spoilers, I guess, for it's anybody okay. who hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, but if they haven't seen it, they're heathens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my word. <laughs> it's one of those movies where it makes you want to go back and, and rewatch it just to oh, absorb yeah. the entirety of the story that they're telling. Yeah, uh, so you can fully so appreciate it. Oh, man, I was I was driving around this week just thinking about that movie. Uh, a friend of ours, uh, Shauna, went and saw it and said it was 
she genuinely thinks it's the most emotional reaction she's ever had to a film. Um, like that movie devastated her uh, in a in a beautiful way. It's so good. <laughs> uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two devastated me. Well, you're <laughs> I actually cried more during Moana than I did during Arrival. Oh man, we got to get to that. Oh man, when are we reviewing Moana? Are we doing Are we I, doing it? As I, a I kind of did it last. You week, didn't, didn't see you? it, did you? I didn't. So this oh, week, okay. uh, most of you saw Manchester Manchester by the Sea, yes. but I got stuck at work and I wasn't able to see it. And I had okay. to go to a party with my wife. Yeah. And today the Broncos played <laughs> and. Uh, uh, so I didn't see it, but okay. Um, then, then uh, we'll just do it in what we've been watching, wait, so that you, guys you and saw I can talk about Manchester by the. I saw yes. The Edge of Seventeen. Wait, I what? thought that's what the movie was. You know what? Oh, it, no. you, know what? you know what? Great. You know what, Corinne? It is going to be the movie of the week. The movie of the week is going to be Edge of Seventeen, <laughs> no. and Corinne is going to be talking about it the whole time. All right, Brad, we can go home. <laughs> oh, wait, was it, was it Brad who was? We don't me care that about you, movie? Brad. What? Who was it? Yeah, you. No, because I asked about like if you no, guys you, considered you, the edge of seventeen. You have been set up to fail. Well, you know, because you're actually yours, and it was misleading your uh, your response to her. You said it's decided. That's the official movie. After she said she wanted to see Edge of Seventeen. Um, I just uh, I proposed. Well, I have a feeling that more, we saved you some pain reviews. though. For the listeners, to, right? That's all right. To, yeah, we'll just consider. make it a double feature exactly. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. wonderful. Well, that's kind of what you guys did last week. Yes, because you did. How some of you saw Moana? And then yeah, because we were Allied. all supposed to see Allied, but a bunch of people saw Moana instead. Um, so you know, yeah, hey, we're a movie podcast. So every week we see a new movie and we podcast our experience for the world. This week we saw two: Manchester by the Sea and The Edge of Seventeen. Chaos. We can do that because we can do whatever we want. Because there no is one's no, paying attention. There is no structure. <laughs> because there is no audience. Uh, so yeah, we also talk about movies we've been watching, movies that are coming out on Blu-ray, movie news. Um, and you know, I did cry this week not watching a movie. Just in the dark. Uh, yeah, Just in the dark in yourself. the corner. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I don't know if you're going to talk about the PlayStation, ex- PlayStation experience during news. I haven't watched it yet. You Am haven't? I terrible? You are a terrible fucking person. No, so I know. since I you didn't w- see it, I'm going to bring it up. No, I, you should. I, uh, watched the trailer oh. for The Last of Us Part 2. I walked into my And my... I was like, oh my god. I didn't know I wanted a sequel to the game until I saw this trailer. It, calling it part two was, was brilliant and won me over. Because you know my opinion. Because yeah, I've said on the I show so that I don't want them to touch that story. But, and then when they put part two on there, I was like, I don't know. I feel manipulated, but fuck it. Like, that so, sounds great. So the whole trailer is uh, someone picks up a guitar and starts playing it. And there's Ugh. blood all over their hands. And it's a grown-up Ellie. And then Joel walks in. He's like, you ready to go, kid? And there's, like, dead people all over this cabin. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, I want to play this right now in 2018, I'm sure. I walked into my, uh, my roommate's room uh, while he was watching it, and I just, I just saw her turn around, and I saw the face, and my jaw dropped, and I was like, and how is it that a video game character made 10 years older than, or 15 years older than the last time I saw her, I immediately knew who she was? Well, no, she's, like, only, it's, uh, she's 19 now, so was it seven years? Oh, okay. Five years, something like well, that. that's, yeah. She, significant. Those are those are particularly she is growing adult. five years, right? Um, she is an adult. Yeah. Well, um, I, I'd say she grew up during the last game, but you know, it might just be me. I'm not talking metaphorically. <laughs> um, you, you know what I'm saying? She looks us, very different. Get a PlayStation but, Four uh, and play it. Yeah. Is this the game that everybody says is very similar to the new Logan trailer? Yes. 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 I saw the yes. Logan trailer. And the, all in the comment section was like. Did they basically just remake The Last of Us? And I'd be happy. <laughs> it's totally fun. Yeah, it's The Last of Us, only uh, Joel has claws. Yes. Um, <laughs> which is great. He always That's needs right, claws. You can kick him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he can't see out of his right side because he lost his eyeball, so. Yeah. Well, I guess it'd be his left side. Well, Your he right knew, is left. He knows where he left it. 
Yeah, no but, offense. Oh, I adopted him when he just got out of like surgery, and he still was like a little swollen, and he saw the stitches. He's a funny dog. Yeah, he's adorable. And usually, when I adopt dogs, I change their names to something I wanted to be named. But his name's Reggie, and I thought it was a cute name, so I left it. There was an Uncharted thing too, wasn't there? Yeah, there's an Uncharted game where you take the role of uh, why can't I remember Chloe? Um, so it's mm, a Chloe game. That's too bad. Uh, Pa Rapper the Rapper, the 20th anniversary made me happy. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 and Windjammers. Yeah, Windjammers. bringing back Windjammers, yeah. And we also have the uh, new Guillermo del Toro game. Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> that is the new Ko- Kojima joint with the most crazy bullshit shoved yeah, into a trailer ever. Oh, my And then goodness. Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. Looks fun. Yeah, man, yeah, movies are good. Four. Cool. What are we doing? Um, you know what? We go see movies at the Alamo Draft House. We do. Have you seen a movie at the Alamo Draft House? Right I have there? not. Oh my gosh! Uh, next time we do this and we plan better, <sighs> we'll take you to the Alamo Draft House so you can experience it. And well, and so you Red can one. go see the movie that we're all Ooh. going to see. Oh yeah! In fact, actually, hang out so one second, um, I can Brad. Make that why don't you tell we'll us what's happening okay. around town? Uh, no, he just ran away. Where is he going? <laughs> he's like, I'm out. Sorry, he's Brad, go ahead. To do. Um, yeah, not a lot going on around town because the drive-in's closed for the season. So, um, the Esquire Midnight this week is Lethal Weapon. So that's what? Fridays nice. and Saturdays midnight. That's a good movie. And um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Cool. Well, this is what's playing at the Alamo Draft House this week. Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mitzblas. I'm Ron Stark. Welcome to the Alamo Draft House. Uh, the Denver's Actors Fund, if you don't remember me talking about that a few podcasts ago, uh, they raise money for actors in Denver that have gone on hard times, and it's a wonderful life, I'm guessing. They sent it out as it's a wonderful like, but I'm guessing it's a wonderful life. Probably. Which is a great movie, too. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy Stewart. I could listen to him talk all day long. Um, Christmas Vacation movie party. The Gremlins. Does anyone else get scared when they watch The Gremlins? I don't, because if you do, you're a pussy. I've never um, seen it. <laughs> A Christmas Story movie party. The Elf movie party. What, which ones are movie parties? Is that the these one all they, are. No, I mean, what does it mean to be a party? They give you free pizza or they give you no, like, it's, like they have glitter to throw at the screen? They have special things. Like they'll have a special menu. They'll okay. have interactive things you can do. Cool. Uh, There's usually a gift involved. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, the Mile High Movie Roast, formerly Mile High Sci-Fi, is roasting Lethal Weapon. What? How can you roast that awesome movie? Oh, for a second there, I was going to say, like, but that's not even sci-fi, but that's why they changed the name. Okay. The Polar Express Family yeah. Party. Afternoon Tea uh, is Little Women. And uh, The Apartment is also showing. And ooh. The Apartment's really good. And the reason I got up is because when Corinne told me she's never been to the Alamo Draft House, I remembered that because we go there so often and we're gifted with things, Corinne, here's a free ticket to go see a movie at the <laughs> Alamo Draft House. That's awesome. Thank you. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, the you should you should use. Thanks it for to, coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you. You should totally use it to I'm go see. I'm gonna come on again if I get a ticket. Every hey, time. you know oh, what? Whoa. Whoa, um, no. <laughs> next time I'll give you this weird troll head that <laughs> my kid got in a McDonald's Happy Meal. Co- Real Nerds Podcast, diminishing returns. Yes. Um, <laughs> Real Nerds Podcast. I need to get rid of shit in my house. So <laughs> I I always like think a garage sale. You don't a great job through. as a parent when I say, "Hey, Kellen, who's Spider Man?" He'll say Peter Parker. Um, I think that's really cool. 
um, when I hold a picture of Rod Stewart, he'll tell me it's Rod Stewart. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm winning as a parent. But then when he tells me, hey, dad, for dinner, I want um, chicken nuggets, french fries, and a Happy Meal. I'm like, fuck. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine. You know? No, it's like, fine. But why is he like, you know, father, today, like a chicken salad. No. Wait, you wanted him to be British? <laughs> yeah, British kids are cool. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll grow up and he'll be like, oh, d- dad, I'd like some tea and crumpets. <laughs> How will you feel then, man? How will you feel? I'd be like, are you watching Downtown Abbey with James? Yes. With, we we with, do we so, do an episode of Buffy and then an episode of Downton, you know, just to keep you grounded. Yeah. What? What you saying? It's good television, man. It's all it good is. television. This guy, you can say something, Brad. Looks like you're ready I'm to. Sorry, next thing. He's just I, like, I, I he's just like, like I got a joke. We do the, the trophy presentation, so because oh, something's oh, expired. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, so hey, shut the fuck up, James. <laughs> that troll doll could be the trophy. Uh, oh, we have a special <laughs> trophy. Um, and now for the first annual nerdy insert. Dramatic music. Brad, here you go. Did you bring the nerdy? No. I thought you were going to bring it. It's an audio podcast. We can pretend. Did you see all the stuff I brought? It would have gotten damaged. That's true. <laughs> um, so Brad was presented with the first annual nerdy. Well, the first... It's like the technical uh, Quarterly. Quarterly. There we go. Yeah. For uh, the fall nerdy. season. So he won it for the fall season. Uh, I'm not off to a good start in the uh, award season. <laughs> I picked all Doctor Strange, and I thought it was going to... Because I knew it was going to be a down... Week, I was like, yeah. well, Moana's going to do, you know, like 29 million. But if I get all Doctor Strange, that's going to be like 50 million, and that will outperform. But then James didn't change his at all, and Arrival won everything. <laughs> Fuck you, James. <laughs> uh, if I had changed it, I would have just changed it to all Arrival, because I think I still have like one of something else. Because three weeks ago when I first said it, um, I couldn't buy all Arrival. But yeah. But we, that's not the only award we have. Now, the nerdy is goes to the person who did the best. And I'd like to thank Brad. me for. Using a computer to select movies in a certain order. Uh, I couldn't have done it without me. You were organizing this thing? Um, I'm entirely convinced that you cheated. But. <laughs> it's, a, it's mathematics, James. But, you know, it's easy. it wouldn't be the nerdies if we didn't recognize the shit. The least of us. That's right. The person that... Ollie, uh, so, let me explain this to how hard that is. <laughs> let me explain how hard it is. You should get in on the movie uh, uh, fantasy movie podcast. Um, all you have to do is download the app on your iOS or Android device. Fantasy Movie League. Every week, if you set notifications, it goes... Set your lineup. Set your lineup. You only have to set it like once and then leave it for a few weeks. And And you can win. Yeah, you can still do it. So this is where it gets this hard, Corinne. So you have to go on your touch screen and push the movie. Mm -hmm. It's it's a picture, so you should be able to figure it out. This is what I did to win. Yeah, this is what I did to win. (laughs) Look at all my hard work. (laughs) Woo! Um, So the... So the inverse of Brad is this piece of shit sitting over here. Yeah. Because we're fans of the TV show, The League. Yeah. Uh, we decided to make our own uh, uh, Sacco trophy. Yep. Which instead is going to be the character who always loses on that show is Taco. So, Zach, congratulations. You, you have won. a shitload of tacos. 13 tacos, one for each week that you failed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. And so if you want um, to... If you want me to put this in movie terms, Brad is the Alamo Draft House Thank you. of Cineplex. And um, Zach, you're the Elvis Cinemas of, <laughs> of the Fantasy Movie League. Because half the, the best hot dogs in town, man. You were going to be the Shea Artiste, but they since have remodeled. So. <laughs> oh, mercy. Ouch. <laughs> and you better eat all those fucking tacos. Oh, I will. We're going <laughs> to sit here and watch you eat those tacos. Yeah. If you're smart, you'll just share them with everybody. So, yeah. If anybody wants a taco, they're welcome to one. <laughs> no. Corinne, we have tacos. <laughs> you, Thank you. You. <laughs> you look like you're a Taco Bell eater. Free movie tickets. I love for... tacos. 
but not from there. Whoa! <laughs> I'm a taco snob. I'm sorry. So, you know, so is my that's kid. Fair. When I, For a second birthday party, I asked him what he wanted, and he told me tacos and donuts. So that's what I gave him for his birthday at his party. Those foods are good separately. I don't know about together. Well, you got salty and sweet. Well, we, they weren't taco donuts. It wasn't like you put, you put donuts well, no. in taco. That's a great fucking idea. Why would you taco eat them at the, at the same meal? No, like, wait, wait, wait. Stay with me. Okay. So you get, so you get a... So you get a Thank you. So you get a donut and make it like a taco shell. Uh-huh. You put like uh, the cream in it and then put chocolate on the top. You got like a choco taco donut. Is it a donut taco shell like a chalupa? Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could do it that way. Be- yeah, but you would want glaze. So really, you're just we're really just talking about dipping a chalupa in and if, chocolate. And people didn't know uh, I'm fat, so I really enjoy <laughs> chocolate and donuts. Yeah, and tacos and pie and, <laughs> and buffalo wings. And chicken tenders and anyway. corn dogs, regular size or mini. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't, I don't either. either. <laughs> we should start a new segment. <laughs> and I should say uh, thanks for coming on the uh, show, friend. Lord? Fuck you, Brad. <laughs> it's like this every week. Uh, I can do whatever I want. My show. Now we're going to talk about the Rod Stewart discography. Oh, it all started God. in 1969 <laughs> when he released an old raincoat will never let you down. At that time, he now blend- what's funny is Ryan doesn't realize that I can turn his mic off, and then we are completely free. And then you lose the real star of the show. Or you can edit that part out. Oh, we could. We could edit Just that edit part out. Just edit out all so, of his comments. So, right. Quinn, so now that you're here, who's, the, who, who's your favorite real nerd? Whoa. Don't make me choose. No. Y'all are sitting right in front of me. No, Dude, all the air just sucked out of this room. It's me. I know it is. It's okay. No, it's not. I'll make it easy no, for you. Not. I'll just forfeit and you can just decide between those. Remember ones. that time that he unfairly judged a movie just because there was two words <laughs> said in VR? Kellen's my favorite oh, real okay. nerd. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's cheap. You know, two weeks ago he did tell us he watched the Mickey Mouse Christmas. <laughs> it was adorable. Yeah. He did. You know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll let that go. That was pretty great. Um, I mean, if you like movies like me, then you'd... I'd be your favorite nerd. If you like pretentious shit, you'd like be like uh, Brad. Okay, um, thank you. I, I find that when I'm listening, uh-huh. I it's like half and half. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll agree with you and sometimes I'll you know, agree with you. What's funny is uh, his mom's the same way. Because when me and him disagree, um, no. uh, when me and him disagree, she gets really sad. She's like, you guys shouldn't be disagreeing like that. Uh, yeah, she does like text me and be like, do I need to separate you two? I'm like, we're not actually <laughs> because doing his show mom, right now. Uh, his mom <laughs> understands that the Hunger Games are pretty good movies. No, she doesn't. She's never seen one. Well, maybe you should show them to her. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm, I'm not mean I'm to my kidding. mom. I'm just kidding. I, ho- I hope his mom always chooses him over me. <laughs> <laughs> this is real news. Oh no! It's real news. I did that because he has one job and he doesn't have it ready. Yeah, I have no idea. No, no, nothing happened. News. What happened? Hey, you know what we should do? World. We should so play the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume <gasps> 2. Wait, we have should... you guys not done that yet? It's been out for like two weeks, hasn't it? Oh, no, there's oh, a new it... one. Oh, there's a new one? Oh, it's yeah. amazing, too. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. The fate of the universe lies on your shoulders. Now, whatever you do... Don't push this button. Because that will set off the bomb immediately and we'll all be dead. Now repeat back what I just said. I agree. No! No, that's the button that will kill everyone. Try again. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh-huh. I agree. No! Shut up! 
showtime, a-holes. Yeah, I feel a general unselfish love for just about everybody. No, sexual love. No, no, I don't. For her. No. <laughs> she just told everyone your deepest, darkest secret. Dude, <laughs> come on. I think you're overreacting a little bit. You must be so embarrassed. <laughs> do me, do me, do me. Um, so I love Baby Groot. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. So, uh... My favorite part is uh, when he's running away at the end with, like, the detonator. He's like, baby Groot! <laughs> it's great. Oh, yeah. I like when, uh, uh, what's his, oh, damn. Forgot his name already. Star-Lord? No, the... Drax. Steve Buscemi. Drax, yes. Okay. Um, when he's, like, laughing, <laughs> laughing in the therapy session or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just love how he doesn't cope with emotions. <laughs> it seems like uh, James Gunn did a good job capturing the tone again. Yeah. Um, which I think is really important for that film. Because that's what made it so unique, the first one, and if, to just embrace it. And apparently, they spent a lot of time like trying to keep spoilery stuff out of that trailer. So I can't wait to see what they're like not showing us. Mm-hmm. And then I heard that James Gunn sent it to Warner Brothers, and I'm like, this is how you make a fun movie. <laughs> Did you guys hear that that thing where he was he was betting a hundred thousand? Thanks, Bruce. Bruce really laughed at that joke. Fuck everybody else who did it. Ryan, Bruce isn't here. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the. Um, <laughs> The, did you guys see that whole thing where he bet a hundred thousand dollars because there was a mm-hmm. there's a an Easter egg still in the movie that nobody has figured out? Yeah, um, I did see a really good theory that um, oh shoot, what is it? The there's that celestial that's that's made entirely of stars. Mm-hmm. Um, that the the flashback scene where he's talking to his mom that that, that whole scene is actually happening inside of that celestial, um, which was cool. But anyway. Um, yeah. Also, Bruce, when I'm on here, I try to make my wavelength look like a penis. Um, that's how I check the levels. Ryan, Bruce isn't here. <laughs> he's, he's standing right there. The right entire there. audience is very confused. Uh, yeah, I got, uh, no, I got nothing else. Uh, Brian Fuller has completely dropped out of Discovery now. Yeah, we talked about that last week. No, no. completely, like, no more. Like, he wants nothing to do with it. Oh. Before he was just, like, a consultant. Yeah. And now he's just completely now washed he's like, his hands you know what? It. Fuck you, Star Trek. I'm busy. That's that's too bad. Yeah. Um, In other news, there are new set photos from the new Doctor Who Christmas special. Ooh. Is anybody here a Whovian? I I used to be. Used to be. Light Whovian. So, um, we should play some very sad music. Um, I really here's the Hulk music. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> I I really don't like Stephen Moffat. Um, and ever since he started running the show, I 
over the years, I just liked that show less and less, and I, I, it makes me sad. I'm a guy who, from the age of, like, eight, I used to watch the black and white show back, like, on PBS. I would stay up late, and they would, you know, they would cut into little 20-minute episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you never, I never saw, like, an, <laughs> I very rarely saw entire episodes to completion because they would run over multiple nights. Um, but uh, always loved Doctor Who. Was so excited when it came back. Uh, and I hear good things about, like, where it is right now, but honestly, I just don't trust it anymore because it's still... Be- like, when he leaves, I will start watching again. Um, but, like, River Song is still, to this day, the worst thing that's ever happened to Doctor Who, and so I I have such a hard time with that show. Sweet. Are you shaking your head because you disagree? No, yeah. I actually... I agree with him. I don't <laughs> like River Song either. Yeah, no one's She's fine, but no, not I mean, my favorite. They made an episode of that show called Let's Kill Hitler, and they Sweet. don't... That what? episode's not fun. That's because it's a quote from the episode. No, I'm She's aware. Let's kill Hitler. Yes, but you called the episode "Let's kill Hitler," and then it's well, just a River they can't Song kill episode. Hitler. Yeah, they could. I- I'm still waiting for a death as great as Inglorious Bastards. I just want to see his head keep on getting like smashed. <laughs> like it's Doctor Who. We could have some weird other universe or some other timeline. Like just you could come up with all That's kinds true. of different. They did make an episode where like the moon explodes right. and then is reborn. Kind of. Yeah, you, it's you an egg. Always... It's an egg. The moon is an egg. You know you why just, I don't watch just... BBC shows? Because of that. You could just reveal that, like, Doctor Who was some kind of, you know, uh, alien monster. Or, or sorry, that, that uh, Hitler was some kind of alien monster, and then you vaporize him, and, like. And then the real Hitler's still yes. out there. Right, yes. Yeah, he's in a bunker somewhere, but, like. But then they really wouldn't have killed Hitler. They would have just killed a monster that looked like Hitler. Fair, but at least early on you could say, let's kill Hitler, and then you have an episode where you kill Hitler, and instead of having an episode where, like, River Song rides a motorcycle, and you're like, this, what? This, you, I didn't sign up for this! You at least have to watch one episode with Peter Capaldi in it. Okay. I will make you that deal. 100%. Cool. He, should I start from the beginning, or should I start from something more recent? He has a cool I'm, voice. I have to think on that. Okay, you let me know, and I will watch whatever no, episode no, 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 you tell okay, me to. Okay, I just thought of it. Okay. You need to go watch Listen. Okay. It's from uh, Series 8, okay. Episode 4. Cool. Done. I will go do that. Fantastic. It's a good episode. Yeah. Um, James got assigned homework. I did. <laughs> How does this work? You get that's free movie even, tickets and tacos, even, and I get homework. That's not oh, even the goodness. best episode that he's been in. The it's, other, just, it's just one that you think is a good place to start. Exactly. Fair. Totally it's, fair. It's like one of those, kind of like what happened with... Um, Blink. What's the one with Blink. Yeah. yeah. It's very much like Where that. Where that's the episode that everyone tells everyone, like, oh, you got to go watch Blink. You're like, because that will convince you. Because it's it's just kind of a standalone, mm-hmm. and it's oh, yeah. also very intriguing and well written. Yeah, it's also the show that got Stephen Moffat the showrunner position, which is too bad. I, I, when people ask me, you know, where to start in Buffy, I say you skip all of season one until uh-huh. the very last two episodes, and then just watch from there. <laughs> do you think you could do like episode one and then the last episode? Oh yeah, absolutely. the last two episodes of that season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just because they introduce the, the the demon robots and yeah, yeah. Because they introduce the master, so they right. just got to see her kill him. Yes, exactly. Spoilers. Now you don't need to watch that. Those episodes. <laughs> well, there's a lot going on. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. No, I agree. Um, anyway, I got nothing else in news. Um, I thought somebody died. Don. <laughs> Somebody probably died. Chaff- How do you pronounce his last name? Um, oh, I'm going to look it up. Sh- Chiffaut. It's like Chaklafa, Chaklafa, something. Anyways, he plays Ernie in The Return of Living Dead, the the coroner, and he's great in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he passed away at the age of what, 64? Six, like uh, 74. 74, yeah. Uh, That's not so bad. You know, it, here's, here's kind of a, a weird thing. So uh, Jonathan Tiersten posted it. Mm-hmm. And then it was posted like an hour later. Luke <laughs> Cage like, renewed for season two on Netflix. Yes. 
I still haven't finished that that first season. I Luke haven't Cage. either. Uh, I'm not the only. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Wasn't there supposed to be a trailer too for the Mummy debut today? Uh, there was a yeah that, that well, little the teaser, teaser came out, but I haven't seen the actual trailer yeah. drop yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be some. Yeah, you know today. I'm down for a new Tom Cruise anything. I even that little teaser, I was like, that, uh, okay, yeah. I'm down. Does it still um, stand that you really want to see him run around, run around with the bandages? <laughs> well, what I want to see him do. So this is how I want him to kill the mummy. So the mummy lady is there. She's like has sand and she's blasting at it. He's running through like the sandstorm, and then he runs through her and she blows up into sand because he runs because so he runs so fast. He, okay, I got. I was with you. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, does he have, does he at some point earlier on have to outrun her sandstorm? That would be awesome. Oh my gosh. <gasps> yep. See, Tom Cruise is a great runner. I don't know if, how many Tom Cruise movies have you seen? <laughs> I have no idea. No, have you ever seen The Firm? I have not. Uh, watch the firm, and then you'll be like, "Oh my gosh, that dude!" I, I think he runs what's for like great, thirty miles. What's in that great movie. about it is that he was running on the cover. Like he the, is. The, the promotion He's, of that movie well, is like just whilst holding a briefcase. Yes, yeah. Well, it's professional running. Yeah. It is. What they yeah. need to do is they just need to make a movie of a single shot of him running, and then all the shit happens to him. Kind of like Hardcore Henry, but like better. <laughs> yeah. oh. I think there is an actual YouTube video. It just they yeah, it cut it's twenty minutes. It's twenty long minutes of Tom Cruise running. running. Yes. Yeah, but, it's fantastic. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the firm that started it, because was the firm 92? Probably. So pretty early in his career. It's like, when he started learning how to run good. Yes. Before that, he was run like, good. he was an amateur runner. Yes. Because um, he's chasing down that one dude. Right. That's and, the I mean, where he's like, pretty amazing. As an actor, I need to learn how to need to get there. Yes. And now when you see him, you're like, he needs to get there. And he will. Yeah. Based off the episode of The Flash, where Barry can't stop running, or otherwise he dies. Like, there's a bomb, you know? Like, speed. Yes, like, yes. There could be a bomb attached to him. Oh, shit. And he, just keeps, great. he has to keep running or he dies. And you just call the movie Run. Yes. Yeah. Run Tom oh, Cruise. See? Copyright Runners Podcast. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it would just, because then, you know, he, he's going to have his name on the poster. So it would just be Tom Cruise Run on yeah, the poster. But, but there are is him, That's is a silhouette title. of Tom him Cruise running. Run. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, but it's going to be misleading because people are going to think maybe run away from this movie. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, no you tell him, oh, Dennis Hopper's dead. But you have a guy like Dennis Hopper be like, you stop running below 10 miles an hour. The bomb goes off. people will interpret it the way they already interpret any movie with Tom Cruise on it is that they need to run and go see that movie. Yes. Um, So, Brad, I want you to make a mock movie poster with a silhouette of a guy running for the R and it's starring Tom Cruise. Yeah. All right. I know you can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Really quickly, it was Don Calfa. Calfa, there we go. Calfa, he was also in Weekend at Bernie's and the um, uh, Bugsy movie with Warren Beatty. He wasn't Bernie, was he? No. No, he was Polly Vito's... Son. You know, every time I see Bernie, I think of Dr. Cruz from Friday 13th Part 8. <laughs> and Billy Chapin? Is that the one, is that the one on the Child actor died? I don't know. Okay. Billy Chapin? From, uh, child actor in Night of the Hunter. Oh. oh. One of the greatest horror films of all time that I haven't watched yet that I got on Criterion when it was half off. Also known I know, and every time I see it on your shelf, I just want to punch you. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Anyway. That's too bad. These are the Blu-rays that are coming out next week. DVD releases and Blu-rays. DVD and DVD. Because <laughs> we don't even need the interstitials. You don't. Um, uh, my I wife is really excited for one of the DVD. Do, okay, um, we will. We will talk about it. Um, Jason Bourne is uh, coming out this week, as well as basically every other Jason Bourne movie. Uh, you know, they're what? all getting 4K. I releases. was really disappointed. I mean, Jason Bourne's a pretty cool movie. But I was disappointed that the punch is recut in the film. Oh, dude. 
uh, right? We we uh, did we never talk about this? We did. Okay. But we just have to bring it back up. That, I have, yeah, thank you. I, uh, I just have to bring it back up because it's so badass in the trailer. The, the, oh, it was the first time I was very disappointed by that movie. And because we had like, a long running joke. Dat punch. Right, yeah. Like, I was going, to, I mean, I was going to go see that movie anyway, but, but I was excited, <laughs> like, for, for Dat punch. Yes. Because um, it was like, it was like, you remember at the beginning of Troy, which is a shit film, but at the beginning of Troy, there's that time where. Uh, Brad Pitt comes out and he's got a sword and there's this giant dude and he just runs up and like just stabs him in the shoulder and pierces his heart and it's just awesome yeah. and it's the only time that movie's ever awesome it's like that but in a movie that was going to be better I was super excited and then they cut it and I didn't even know I was there it yep. was just sad for like 10 minutes yep and you'll never get it back I'll never get it back. Well, uh, unless I have, but see, they don't even put trailers. If the trailers on, on the Blu-ray, Blu-ray but they don't put trailers on the Blu-rays just anymore. Watch the trailer right before the movie and be like, <gasps> just rewind it back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Matt um, Damon. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, and if you're one of the 4K people, you can start getting all your Jason Bourne movies in 4K. Uh, the Secret Life of Pets. Uh, Brad, you saw that movie, right? Didn't you see that movie? I did. You know, it's funny, Brad. You're telling us about how dark it is. I read the review of it on Blu-ray.com, and then the, the, he says, it seems really dark for a kid's movie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. I heard that at Thanksgiving, too. Like, I had a, a cousin who went and saw it, and she was like, I was very disturbed. Yeah. Pe- children should not go see this. This whole scene of dogs plotting to kill humans. Uh, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Do you guys ever watch the Honest trailers? Yeah, every every, every once in a while. while. Yeah. They just, this, the one they did this week was for... Secret Life of Pets. Oh, that, oh really? That good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, they actually did talk about how dark it was. Interesting. <laughs> See that 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 to me is a time when Honest Trailers does what it actually is sort of like promises it'll do, which is tell you about what it, like reveal that a movie was sort of lying to you, which is how it sort of started. I don't know a couple years ago. Now it's just like it's basically just any other YouTube video where they're just shitting on films, and you're like, oh man. T- took th- something I liked and made me feel bad about liking it. The Furious that 7 one's really funny because they just talk about how much they would love to watch that movie. <laughs> like, where uh, are they going to go next? Space? Of course there is because The Rock rips a Gatling gun out of a helicopter and starts shooting people with it. Is that the one it. where he rips his cast off? Yeah. Of his oh, it's oh, so flex, he flexes, he flexes out so his hard cast. that his uh, cast pops Daddy's got to go to work. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of dark, though, Goodfellas is on 4K this week. Woo! Um, as well as I Am Legend... And the town and Argo, uh, yeah. So you can start your new collection that will be out of date in a couple of years. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road uh, Black and Chrome Edition is out this week, uh, and I think a couple of versions. Um, but anyway, what a lovely release! Yeah, man, I'm I'm gonna totally get double dipped and go get this thing. <laughs> You're shaking your head, Brad. You're not gonna do it. Uh, I already own it. I just turned down the saturation on my TV and I'm watching black and white. But this is this is this is the one that George but, Miller specifically got. Like I, he knows, I did, I did he hear they retimed it and colored it though. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter because most people don't like calibrate their home equipment anyway, so it's never going to be up to Miller's standard. Yeah, but unless you go to the theater and watch get. it, it's as close as I can get, man. <laughs> um, but you are right. I should have yeah. George Miller stop by and, and should. T- tune my I don't TV think he's busy. for me. I mean, he's not going to make another movie for 20 years, so you're good. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, no, I guess he did Happy Feet, and then 10 years later he did <laughs> I, I, Mad Max. Yeah. They're going to get him to do a DC movie at one of these centuries. Um, uh, not the, the way DC's making movies. Right. <laughs> uh, well, when they reboot a couple years from now, they'll go back and get George Miller to do that Wonder Woman movie. Uh, for the Love of Spock, which is the 
the documentary about Spock that Adam Nimoy, um, Leonard Nimoy's son, made uh, is out on Blu-ray this week. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of excited to go check that one out. Um, though I'll I'll do it quietly and alone and with a box of tissues and and, some and then ben I'll and never Jerry's tell you cream. how much I cred. <laughs> uh, Don't Think Twice is getting its Blu-ray release this week, which I'm excited for because I missed it, and I, I hear that it is really fantastic, um, so I have to I have to make a point. Um, I think that's... Wait, did I not see a single a single horror movie this week? No, okay. Um, there's got to be something. There's a Dead Rising straight-to-DVD movie. Um, uh, Family Guy, it? season 14, is coming out on DVD. Oh, yeah. So I'll make sure my wife's around when I put it in, because she'll get so mad. <laughs> Every time that a Family Guy DVD comes out, we like it becomes obvious that I literally don't even look at the like I don't know what it is about Family Guy that I just never even see it on the list. Yeah, I don't know why either because it's funny. Mm. Yeah, it's alright. No, it's funny now because they like their stories don't make any sense and <laughs> they're just funny. It's um, great. Yeah, man, I don't I don't see any crazy horror. Oh, movies don't worry, either. next week Jack Frost is coming out. And I no. can't wait for that. Oh my goodness. I mean there's there's like some schlocky horror movies down here, but none of these look like arrow releases or anything Grant, cool. Grant, have you ever seen the horror movie Jack Frost? Is this the horror Maybe one like or the Michael Keaton one? The horror one. This is the one where the dad gets turned in. He dies and then he gets turned oh, into a Oh, that's a Michael snowman. Keaton one. Yeah, that's, oh, so that's there's, there's that's one the called movie. Jack Frost where the serial killer is being transported to like the execution or the electric chair. And a truck full of like um, liquid nitrogen crashes into him and when it's snowing no. outside and he bonds with the snow and he becomes a killer snowman. And uh, he like rips people's heads off and stuff. It's really stupid and funny. I haven't seen that. And, and and they kill him with antifreeze. <laughs> oh, I just spoiled it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but I, I, I'm Sorry, like, I think I blacked out there for a second. I, I'm reading. It's literally getting like a huge Blu-ray, Blu-ray release. It's like been 4K restored. Yeah. It has tons of special features. I'm like, really? All right. <laughs> These are the movies I used to rent at Blockbuster when um, you're too young. But when... No, I remember Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I used to go there and it'd be these video cassettes that had like really badass uh covers to them and jack frost had a like a it was a holographic yeah holographic so when you move it he was like a smiling snowman you move another way and he had like sharp teeth yeah made of ice (laughs) that's a movie i i could see them working hard on because you could make a lot of money releasing oh yeah because it's goofy yeah i mean there's a part where he (laughs) that one where he kills a woman in a shower yeah he kills her in a bathtub and his like uh, carrot for his nose floats up between her legs. <laughs> uh, Shannon Elizabeth, if you guys don't remember her oh, from no American Pie, yeah. Oh, okay. And he like fucks her to death <laughs> in the shower. Of course. And he says stuff like it isn't fucking frosty, and he shoots icicles out of his hand. Yep, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> don't sit there cool. and be like, oh, that's stupid. It's awesome. No, it's. I'm gonna let you borrow it. And it you're gonna make fantastic. you watch it. It sounds fantastic because it's your favorite kind of movie. It sounds like comedy gold. <laughs> cool. It is. That's this week. Cool. Uh, we also see movies all week long in a segment I like to call What We've Been Watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Now, you're the guest, Corinne. Would you like to start or do you want me to have someone else start? No, somebody else can go. Okay. Go for it. Zach, what'd you watch this week? Whoa. You haven't said a fucking word all podcast. One yeah, he word. did when, when he got his tacos. Yeah. <laughs> He said thanks. Yeah, I said thanks. That's what I, that's what I remember. I was cordial and polite. Fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cordial and um, polite, and the name of his cinema is Movies After Ass. <laughs> Wackity schmackity doo. Um, I didn't watch that much this week, actually. Um, I uh, got back into The Simpsons, so I started popping in season three. Uh, the Michael Jackson episode is really funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, season four, I think, is my favorite one. Is that, I think that's the one with Cape Fear in it. 
No, that's uh, that's season five. Is it season five? That's season five. Whatever. There's like ten episodes that just. Well, it's probably the whole season. It's just absolute gold. Mm-hmm. Well, that has the uh, barbershop quartet episode, oh, yeah. which I think is really funny. Where they're, uh, <laughs> I love how Chief Wiggum's trying to get back into the group. And he's wearing a Dr. Doolittle mustache, and he's like, if I could walk with the animals, talk <laughs> yeah. with the animals. <laughs> and he's like, uh, wait a minute, you're Chief Wiggum. This bird's going to fly. <laughs> no, uh-huh. I, just, I, I love the Cape Fear episode because it's so silly. That rake gag. Uh, besides, the, actually, my favorite moment in it, well, there's two. Uh, Marge goes to the police station, and she uh, is going to report that Bart's being harassed by Mel. And... Chief Wiggum says, I'm sorry, I don't think there's any crime about mailing threatening letters. And Mark says, I'm pretty sure there is. <laughs> and uh, Lou comes up and says, look, Chief, she's right. Well, shut my mouth. It's also legal to put squirrels down your pants for the purpose of gambling. And they cut away, and in the like break room, all the cops have squirrels on their pants. Like, <laughs> He's like, break it up, guys. Uh, and he shakes his leg, and all these squirrels run out of their pants. I don't know. It's funny stuff. And uh, then they make fun of the Denver Broncos because Homer wants to be John Elway. And he... <laughs> Jumps in and scores a touchdown, and then the announcer says, the final score of Super Bowl 30, Denver 7, San Francisco 56. <laughs> <laughs> and when they finally get relocated, Homer's wearing Witness Relocation Program t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> now when I step on your foot, you'll say my name is Mr. Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is when the Simpsons were brilliant. Yeah. And now you're just like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. Um, and I also watched The Kid, which you loan me. I kid. Make um, me cry. Uh, oh, yeah. It'll make you cry. Uh, but the, my, my favorite moment in that movie... Uh, it's a Chaplin movie, for those who don't know, um, is um, when the kid's about to break the window. Oh, yeah. And the cop's oh, yeah. right behind him, and he's just like, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I know it's a, it's a bad visual gag, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it, it's a good visual gag, but for the podcast, it's not very good. Yeah, for the podcast, it doesn't work. But, um, but yeah, um, didn't I see anything else? No, I don't think so. Boring. I know. You know, you're a film guy. Maybe explain why you like the kids so much. Sometimes a film guy needs a break and just wants a cup of tea. And I'm trying to draw out of you why you liked the kids so much. All you said is uh, this one scene, and you try to demonstrate it for our listeners who can't see you. Um, Was it it like the Heil move with the? Wait, what were you doing? Oh no, no, no. He's (laughs) trying to. Okay, so in the scene, this kid. So the purpose of the story is is that the the kid will break a window, and then Chaplin's tramp will go and fix it. So they'll make money off of it. Um, the kids hustling. about to break. They're hustling. Right. So uh, the the kid's going to break a window, and um, he reach it. He leans. He leans back to throw it, and suddenly he feels something behind him, and he starts patting it, and he realizes it's a cop. Oh, yeah. He's so and, it. and then he drops the rock and kicks it and sticks his hands in his pants and starts whistling. Yeah. What's, what's great about the kid? Uh, I'll just go ahead and speak for you, Zach. Oh God. Is um, it's a silent film, so a lot of the movie's success is predicated on the fact that these people can act and make it funny without saying a single word. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought the cinematography was actually really good. Oh, in yeah. That film too. And uh, when uh, one of my favorite visual gags, and there's no um, uh, card for it, is when they ask uh, Chaplin, uh, the tramp, when he has the baby, if it's a boy or a girl, and he's, he pulls up his finger like one minute, and he runs upstairs, and he comes back down, and he says, Jack! Because he was checking to see if he... <laughs> and I see stuff like that is great, and that's why that movie, I think, transcends time. Um, um, is... One of the most fascinating things about the film is that it was... So it was Chaplin's first feature film, um, from what the Blu-ray was describing. Mm-hmm. And just for him to be able to gauge the cinematic art form and the feature form, for that matter, because he was primarily shorts up to that point, um, for him to be able to 
understand and grasp the simple concepts that make a, any simple film work brilliantly is 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 amazing, and it's a testament to how hard of a worker he was oh, as a yeah. as a filmmaker back in the day. Um, one thing I noticed throughout the film is that it's um, they they had this segment on the Blu-ray, so it's a Criterion, so it's overloaded with special features, so commentaries, short featurettes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. One was on undercranking, and they described how Chaplin, I guess, he would um, they would slowly act out the sequence and overcrank. So that it looked as fast as it did. So there was a method to his um, the magic. They called it the Chaplin magic on the featurette, and it is just fascinating to watch. I agree. And see, uh, Zach, when you are a host like me, you can get people to actually talk about things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, you in your head. Someday it's big. Someday <laughs> I'll find my place. All right. Cool. Who's next? James, what'd you watch? Great. Um. Just a, be a, interesting. A, a couple of things. I got a chance to see Central Intelligence, uh, Ryan's, yeah. <laughs> Ryan's favorite comedy of the year. Um, and it is really good. I told you. It's really fun. Um, I love you know, when Rock yeah. is like, I'm always down with the corns. He's talking right. about unicorns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's wearing a unicorn shirt. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily go that far because I don't know. A, I don't know what to say the nice guys is. If someone says it's a com- comedy, then I'm definitely not. Um, uh, action comedy? Yeah. Hybrid? I, I would put... Um, I'll, I'll say that I think I laughed more at Ghostbusters, but the things that are wrong with Ghostbusters aren't wrong here. Like, the action scenes are actually really fun. Like, The Rock is amazing. Um, Kevin Hart is just fine as a straight man. That's what uh, I mean. And like, actually makes me laugh. There's a couple little moments where he does a really good job. I think he's better as a straight guy because yes. I think The Rock, because the, the Rock has this amazing ability and timing and comedy. Yeah. I don't... I don't know where he learned. He's just natural, I guess. Yeah. He and Tatum have the same ability. Where yeah, both, exactly. Where they yes. both are able to draw on the fact that, like, okay, we expect you to, to act this one way. We're going to flip the lid and give you something completely different. And he's really, like, this is the closest to chewing scenery that I think The Rock's oh, ever yeah. been. Like, <laughs> there's some moments there where he delivers a line, and I'm like, dude, that wasn't... I don't even know that that was good, but it was funny. But see, here's the thing: is he does it on purpose because oh yes, he's that character. He's playing a character in the film on top of his stone cold yeah, assassin. Character. Right. The 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 character he is playing in the movie is also playing a character. Is what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's just funny. It, it is. It's it's actually really fun. It's like I laughed uh, when uh, Amy Adam uh, Amy Ryan's character shows up. And she says, have you seen this guy? He's like, yeah, he's in my uh, living room. And the scene before, they pan past the living room, and it says Mountain Dew bottles, pizza boxes everywhere. It's all disheveled. And, like, 30 seconds pass, and they come back, and it's spotless. Yeah. And they do that throughout the film. Like, he's like Batman. He just disappears randomly. It's funny. And I think what's what's really unfortunate about it is that the, the trailer for this movie leans so heavily on uh, especially the, like, CG fat The Rock. Mm-hmm. And I found that so not fun that I that I was like I, I don't want to see that. Yeah. If they hadn't done that, I, I probably might have you know, I might have checked this movie out. Um, and it's too bad because in the movie, they yes, there's still a weird CG fat uh, fat rock. Um, but at the same time, that storyline is actually handled so well yeah. that I'm totally cool with it. Like yeah, it's super weird that you CG the rock's face onto a fat kid. Um, and like threw him into a like auditorium naked, but um, but what happens in that scene and why it's important to the movie is really kind of adorable and fantastic, and um, especially any time that it comes like when you 
the running joke about how much of the rock likes Kevin Hart's character and thinks that they've been best friends for the last like yeah. 20 years is great. Uh, and it's so like, I don't want to say subtle cause I, there's nothing really subtle in the movie, but it's subtle for this kind of a comedy where just every now and then somebody will drop a line about like, Oh yeah, he always talks about you. And you're like, you haven't seen each other in 20 years. Well, there's also that great oh, throwaway yes. line at the end where so, uh, so when Fat Rock gets thrown out in the gym, Kevin Hart's <laughs> character gives him his letter, Letterman's jacket. Yeah. And uh, so about halfway through the movie, it's like, hey, man, am I ever going to get my Letterman's jacket back? He's like, yeah, maybe I have it somewhere. And then at the end of the movie, The Rock comes back and he hands it to me and says, oh, cool, man. Thanks. Where'd you get it? He's like, oh, I was sleeping in it last night. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, That's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, I love The it's, Rock. It's pretty great. Um, well, and there's a, uh, there's a surprise cameo from another character mm -hmm. or another actor as well. Um, and he's got a really great joke later on about like how much he hates listening to the rock talk about, uh, the yeah. golden jet. Oh yeah. Um, he's it's great so in the movie. Good. He's, he's really good. He's really good at playing an asshole. Yes. Uh, like really good. Yeah. I think he's showing up in a movie we're seeing next week. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, we know what we're seeing next week? Yeah. Oh, hi. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so I saw that, uh, rewatched most of the mummy movies. My, my roommate was watching through them and I got to watch through them uh, First again. One's fun. Those movies are really fun. Like even the second, the second one is chock full of like some some nonsense that makes it not as good. M um, Mummy monkeys. Uh, yes, Mummy monkeys is. But one it of also them. started the rock on its trajectory. Uh, yeah, uh, CG CG rock scorpion is not as good. Um, it's dated. but there's things like <laughs> like if you just go by like if you go watch the first act of that movie, oh, yeah. it's just as good as the original. Oh yeah, like the 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 whole London ch chasing with the tr with the the bus. And man, it made me miss Stephen Summers so much um, because his like the way he cuts that film, the the physical comedy of that movie, uh, and the fact that basically every line of dialogue is a one-liner. You just don't get those movies anymore. I, I mean, I, I still think Van Helsing's fun. Yeah, um, it's got problems, and it, yeah, of course I, it's it got does. too much CG. But yeah, of course it's, it does. It's but fun. still fun. Um, I shouldn't say that anyway. Um, the uh, there's this one moment at, in the London chase in the second movie where the the bus goes under a bridge and the top of the bus comes off and it's a really cool action sequence and then there's just this little joke where the top of the bus falls off the the bridge and you still you see like the squished mummy like a cartoon against the side of the bridge you know after he's mm -hmm. been destroyed um, and I was just like you can't do that joke today. Like, in a modern, big tentpole action movie, you can't pull off that joke. Um, they did, in Deadpool. You're right. Yep. You're right, they did. Uh, mm. I'm full of shit. Uh, but that movie's also more self-aware. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I just think they're really fun. And, uh, and, and I, it's too bad, because I, I remember when, the, when those movies came out, uh, based on the trailers, my family thought that they were on the scarier side so we never yeah. saw them and then like when I finally got a chance to see those movies I realized that was terrible because I would have adored them at the time they came out I, I mean they were Indiana Jones movies that's what I was going to say it's like an Indiana Jones horror hybrid right yeah uh, where the the actually I mean if you've seen the original Mummy film yeah. it, it follows the story pretty closely yeah I mean they just up the action and adventure part right where it's just a mummy trying to find his lost love right you know, wreck havoc on anybody who tries to stop him. But it's funny because the the truth is in the movie, the way he cuts and like and shoots the things that are sort of the horror elements, he takes some of the teeth out away from it. Yeah. So that it's not it, it is actually like a somewhat family friendly uh adventure movie. Um 
So yeah, no, I, I they're 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 super solid. It's too bad the third one is so bad. Uh, and then the very last thing is I got a chance to go see Moana, um, which I hadn't seen last week, and Ryan still hasn't seen yet. So I don't want to. I I would be so tempted to like do a little bit of spoilers. Um, you can't really spoil that movie. No. Didn't you guys talk about it last week? Yeah, but they didn't say anything. Um, we were because there's. <laughs> yeah, um, there is just one thing. So I'll, I'll say, I, I think the movie is... Plug your ears, Ryan. Absolutely beautiful. No, no, no I won't say anything yeah. critical. I will, at least, I will tell you about the one scene halfway through that made me start crying, um, but I don't think it's going to be that bad of spoilers. Is that okay? Sure. Okay, great. Is it with the manta ray? No, it's before that, actually. Um, yeah. Before that. Uh-huh, no. So um, Moana is an amazing character, Really, just a well-written little story and fun the whole time. Mm-hmm. Make me stay up to like one. I might go see it at eleven. <laughs> That's right. Um, do it. I'll no, see. Thank you. I will do it. You Thank should. Me. I need that extra push. Yeah, it's. Um, I will agree. I think it is more beautiful than than Zootopia is, and it's not just because it's, you know, set in islands and on the ocean and in this more sort of scenic setting. Um, Although its environments are very beautiful. Oh yeah, oh, no, the environments yeah. are amazing, but there are. Just little touches, even with the characters, like the characters themselves, and and you know, yes, it's because they're also humans. They're not. They're not. You know, um, cartoon animals. Um, but there's just these stunning moments uh, that that you you just want the movie to stop for a second so you can look at everything. The first like mind blowing one was where it's not a spoiler. It's like in the first five minutes, but where young Moana walks into the ocean and the ocean parts oh, for yeah. it's like this it's big glass and you can see all the fish, fish in yeah. there oh, oh my gosh man. that's yeah. beautiful yes. so. well, and that scene is such a touching and, and important moment for the story but such a touching little story like that scene on its own feels like it, it was at once or could have been a, uh, a like short. a short film yeah. before a different Disney movie um, because it's so wonderful by itself um the the thing that really killed me though there so wonderful characters uh, a handful of amazing messages that are handled very very well um all about as maturely as Zootopia does uh but there is this moment when she's uh she's just so determined to go find Maui and you know, the ocean has been helping her this whole time and the storm comes along and turns her boat over and she she oh, cries man. out to the ocean for help and this giant wave comes and crushes her and she doesn't get any help. And, and that, like, that was the moment where I was like, this is the most... Be-. Like, you just stopped and talked to children about the fact that sometimes... Even the people who are helping you along the way are going to fail, and you're going to get crushed. And in the end, something good and wonderful can still come out of it. And I was like, "Ah, oh, this is amazing!" Like it was such a moving moment in that story. Um, and then I was ruined for the rest of the movie um, because it's it's just wonderful. So I yeah. didn't quite get that out of that scene. <laughs> I I saw I see it more a lot as of like things that aren't there. maybe I mean that's kind of the whole that's like one colors. of the benefits of like <laughs> <laughs> oh that was great haha <laughs> <laughs> you're colorblind <laughs> no that was wonderful it's true I do see colors that aren't there oh man no but like that's one of the great <sighs> things about like literature and films is like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that you're able to you can interpret things however you right. want and. Maybe there was, you know, what the creator, the showrunner, 
or the director intended. Yeah. But we can still see things that, you know, maybe they were intentional, maybe they weren't. Yeah. But we see them anyway. Yeah. No, it's 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 really great. And the sign of a great script that that it even has those elements to it, right? Like that's that's what a carefully written script does is it's got these things that you can pull out of it that aren't necessarily intentional because the 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 script itself is so tight that um that they didn't need, you know, it, it's got that extra flesh on there because they didn't need to like shoehorn in a bunch of excuses to try and get your story from A to B to C. They're just telling you this wonderful adventure, which actually comes out of a whole lot of hard work to figure out how to not have all this junk in there. Um, it's it's fantastic. But um, that's everything I saw this week. So, Corinne, you also saw Moana. How did you, how I did you did. like it? I did. Yeah, I saw it last Sunday. So, and then you guys had recorded at 3, and I got out at 3.15. Oh, and I was like, oh, man. dang it. You asshole. Shoot. Why are you looking at me? I oh, it was totally it. my fault. I was just down the street at like Denver West. Oh my gosh! Oh man! Just, Why just so you know, oh. anytime you want to come on, just let us know and you can show up. Oh, okay. <laughs> my, my front door is usually unlocked. Bruce, yeah. you can come by too. Uh, actually, actually, yeah. the keys are usually in the front door, yeah. so you, if can you take want, him and take his and, car. And if you want, want to take my car for a ride, it's cool too. <laughs> so no, I re- I thought it was a really great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have some problems with it, very minor, but sure. I would agree with you guys. Like, definitely go see it. Take your kids to it. Yeah. It's a wonderful movie. It's a new Disney classic. That's what everybody keeps saying. Yeah. And it does hit a lot of those same beats that a lot of Disney movies and just other children's movies tend to hit. Like, oh, you know, this is where she goes off on her journey, and this is the part where she has the stumbling block, and she has to go and rediscover her purpose, and then she can continue on. And mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, both of the manta ray scenes got me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you haven't seen Moana have yet, not. manta rays are a very significant thing. Just saying. <laughs> they also you killed guys Steve Irwin. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's why it's such so a great scene. So they're that, my bitter enemy. No, no. The ghost no, of the ghost of Steve Irwin thing. shows up. You see them and you you associate them with with Steve Irwin. I do. No, yeah. <laughs> no, with like the spirit of like your elders, like looking over <laughs> you. I don't want to yeah. spoil it. But. No, no. It's it's really wonderful. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah, there were too many sidekicks. I thought. Um, but granted, like none of the sidekicks like talk, so that's yeah. good. By because sidekicks, you, have, like, you mean the there's a pig and a chicken, and the chicken, and then you have the tattoo. And I also kind of ah. felt like the ocean was a little bit of a sidekick because it would kind of do like funny, yes. like oh, it put the rooster yes. back on the boat, kind of. Yeah, you know, and then it high fived her in one scene. Yes. So if, um, you're, if you can see a movie where an ocean high fives someone, um, I'm a huge Disney fan, so I'll be cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll be oh fine. yeah, like that line where he actually calls her out and he's like, "You're a princess, and you have a sidekick," or no, something yes. like that. Like uh, you're on a quest and you have a sidekick. You're a princess. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's very. There are at least three or four wall breaks. Fourth wall breaks. Nice. The, the I crab will have, does the tomatoa. I, I at will. At the end. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I will agree. Um, the the scene was really weird. The tweet joke is really bad. Yes. Um, yeah. The, it's really bad. Uh, I will also say that the minions are terrible, uh, which is made even more true <laughs> when this movie brings coconut minions onto the screen and they're way, way, they were, they're, they were way on better, their... way better than minions. Because they don't oh. talk, and they're, but they're not on there that and long. And they're awesome. Like, they're actually cool and fun in all the ways that minions aren't. Oh, man. I actually kind of forgot about them. Coconut minions. Yeah, no, it's great. Coconut minions. Oh, man. It's great when they draw those, like, evil faces on themselves. Right. <laughs> yes. Like, in th- in three seconds, I was like, like I when they showed up, I, I was concerned for a second. I will admit, because I was like, this screams 
hey, guys, we need to put some minions in this movie. And then they were way more interesting than actual minions and were actually entertaining. And, mm. you know, I, I'm sure that there will be some straight-to-DVD coconut minions movie, and I'll be disappointed. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, James. Or Sandra Bullock. say banana. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yes, please. They'll just say coconut a lot. <laughs> coconut. But, yeah. What yeah. else did you watch this week, Corinne? Well, I was going to say about Moana, like, Something that really stuck out to me was like the themes of that movie, mm-hmm. like the the legacy and the tradition and the, the family, like her rediscovering her legacy. Sorry, Ryan, kind of spoiling it it's a right. little bit, a little bit. It's oh. okay. I'll um, live. But that's the scene, way that it happens. That's that important. scene in like the first ten minutes where her dad takes her up the mountain, shows when her he the, that, that pile of stones. Oh. That was the I thought that was the best scene in the movie. Oh, so good because yes. it was so layered. It does. It's actually the same thing from from Good Dinosaur that Good Dinosaur didn't do well. Right, like when they've got I didn't the rocks. See that movie. Oh yeah, well, there's a scene that's similar that's not as good where they've got like a pile of rocks and they're like, "Hey, this pile of rocks is our family," and like it's supposed to have a lot of weight and it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then they do it in this movie, and you're like, "Oh!" And it, it gives her character reason, motivation yes. for why she feels so conflicted. Yes, yes, because it's more. It's more than she just like she feels called to be a leader, and she also feels called to go across the ocean and go on this journey. Well, and the the subtext of that of saying like. It's not just that you're a part of this family and you're responsible but for like, like upholding look this. At all the traditions you're actually supposed you... to raise the bar. Yeah. Right? Like you're actually like, going to take this thing and be better than you're I was. You're going to bring it down. Yeah. Oh, man. You're going to just. So good. So and good. And then at the end with the shell on the. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. You guys saw, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really good. Really good. But yeah. So, fun fact did you know that the Tomatoa song was kind of written in the style of David Bowie? Really? Yeah. Because huh. Lynn Manuel Miranda said that it was like right after David Bowie died, and he was kind of like feeling that vibe yeah. of like Ziggy Stardust and stuff like that. Okay. So if you go back and you re-listen to Shiny, and yeah. in your head you can be like, oh yeah, I can see how David Bowie would sing this song. Yes, absolutely. But every time, like when I heard him sing that in the movie, I was like, is this Tim Curry's voice? <laughs> and I looked on the YouTube comments, and everybody else said similar things. Yeah. Either it sounded like it should have been written for David Bowie or is that Tim Curry singing this? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and the soundtrack really in the, is awesome. Yeah. Other than that song, all of the songs are, and I, I, it's not that I don't like that song. Um, all of the songs, unlike a Frozen, all of the songs here are genuinely like just sung dialogue. Like they are the emotion of the scene very appropriately. Um, and they're moving the story along. So they always feel like a good um, mm-hmm. plot-driven montage song sequence. So you're saying um, it feels saying like it's an a, actual musical? Yeah, I'm saying it's a good musical. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really great. And I mean, Frozen, for the most part, is a good musical, too. It's really just that Let, Let It Go is, is not I think great. that what made this soundtrack really strong was that because they had so much of that the Polynesian and the Pacific Islanders culture, mm-hmm. like music to use. Yeah. I actually think that's the better parts of the soundtrack is when they go back to that sound and yeah. that song, We Know the Way, like midway yes. through when the, with the boats. It's great. <sighs> it's really I actually, great. I think it it's gives better. you chills. Yes, it's, it does. It's better at the end yeah. when she's singing it. Yeah. Wait, who's singing it? No, nope. what? She doesn't sing that song. She's, anyway, we, we can't, yeah, we shouldn't talk about it too much, but she's with, yeah, when they, when they're at the end and they're doing the boats. Oh, the reprise. Yes. 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 She is with them. So mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, I'm being facetious. Or I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I actually, the, I think the beginning part of that song is better because that's well, all okay. like the yes. Polynesian Pacific Islander peoples yeah. singing. And then when Lin-Manuel Miranda comes in, 
it's still good, yeah. but I think that was the stronger part. Interesting. Okay, cool. Very cool. So I also watched <laughs> Westworld. Sorry, we kind of got off <laughs> no, Moana there. But cool. yeah, I, I had heard you guys talk about it, and I had seen things on the internet saying it was really good. How far in did you get? I'm, I'm all caught up. Oh, I want to no. watch the episode So you're ahead tonight. of me. Yeah, I've seen the, the ninth episode. Okay, I haven't seen last week's yet, so. Oh my gosh. Oh, man. Stuff, stuff goes down. I'll say that. <laughs> it's it's really kind of like good. a Game of Thrones thing where like the ninth is like always like when the big thing happens. Interesting. There's a big revelation in a Bigger than nine. the thing that happened at the end of the, eight, or at the end of the seventh episode when like. Well, what was that? That was the, when the guy, the really obvious thing where uh, the, one of the characters that we thought was not a robot ends up being a robot. Uh, right, like I mean, when you yeah, start watching that show, Bishop, anybody worth their, yeah, <laughs> anybody worth their 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 salt, like when you started watching Westworld, you went like, I bet one of these humans is not a human. Um, oh yeah, but I thought it was a different character. Oh sure, I thought it was no, all so those side I. characters because they seem so one dimensional. Right, right. Which is yeah. why that show is so good mm-hmm. because you know it's like what okay maybe I, maybe you haven't seen that part yet, but someone was talking about how the humans actually feel or seem less real than the hosts, mm. or they're not as good. Like, the hosts are actually better humans, yeah. in a sense of the word, than the actual humans are. Interesting. Because the humans are just so shitty and hateful and yeah. just, like, perverse. Oh, that show's really good. Man, I'm so excited it. for it to end. It kind of reminds me of Battlestar Galactica, like, a little bit. Yes, yeah. In Especially that, that in the question of, like, seasons, the yeah. Cylon, and, mm-hmm. like, are the Cylons humans? What does yeah. it mean to be human? I love that question. And I think it, it's handling the uh, the big question marks really maturely, where it's it's not, like, putting an, a magnifying glass on it. Like, mm-hmm. it leaves them out there so that people who are really into the show can can, you know, spin their wheels for a while. But the show isn't about that mystery, you know, they're telling right. you a, a fun adventure story along the way, and you're like, yeah, but what is this thing? Like, what? who's a robot? Um, they're doing a really great job. Uh, yeah. That show is... Can't wait to watch the last episode good. tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing cool. they're getting so much out of this Yule Brenner movie from the <laughs> 70s. <laughs> right, yeah. Because I remember um, that movie, and I'm like... Well, you know what? You, have a, you obviously it. haven't explored Yule Brenner's filmography, uh, because... Apparently oh not. You know, I'm very Yule Brenner ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> I have... The King and I, and the Ten Commandments, if you want to borrow it. Oh, <laughs> Speaking of another like good-looking guy from back in the day, <laughs> Yul Brenner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite. Just so charismatic. Yeah. My, my favorite Yul Brenner movie is Cool Runnings. What? See, see, because see, because well, one of the characters is named uh, Yul Brenner. Yeah, that's right. That is a <laughs> good you. movie. So Thank underrated. You. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Um, what else? Have you seen oh, I what? Yeah, I caught up on Brooklyn Nine Nine. I was three <laughs> episodes <laughs> behind on that show. I've never seen it. I, I got, think it's really good. This I got one season in. Has it gotten better as the series has progressed? Or I mean, it seems like it's... I'd say see, seasons one through three are pretty much the same. Season four is kind of weird so far. Not like in a bad hmm. way, but just it's a little bit different. Hmm. I think they're starting to get a little bit more caricature with some of the oh, carica- well. characters. Way to go, Aww. Mom. <laughs> my kid just carried my wife's beer out and was about to take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's trying to do a handstand. <laughs> Clearly, he's drunk. <laughs> and then I also watched um, Grand Tour. Oh yeah! So oh, caught up man. on that now. That movie put me no in... the Grand Tour oh. on Amazon. Oh the yes, old, sorry. The Top Gear people. Yes, right, right. Sorry, I was thinking of End of the Tour, which is a very sad movie. Um, yeah, no Grand Tour. Was it you it's who really said good. you were watching yes. that? Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, so um, good so far. Yeah, it's uh, it's I like exactly how they keep like killing off all the guests. Yeah, right. Every and like in the third episode when Simon Pegg is like walking through the city, I'm like, are they really gonna have him on, or are they gonna kill him again? And then, of course, they killed him. <laughs> it's fascinating because I like when they started doing it, I was like, man, I have no idea how. Like, if they're not gonna have the guests drive a car, I don't know that I even care to have guests on. Like, just mm-hmm. just do the, the rest of the show. So it's actually like. A, a wonderful, you know, running gag because I'm like, yeah, I, I don't actually want to see anybody interview Charlize Theron uh, in my car show. I, I really Which don't I don't think that was her, right? That had to have been like a stunt double or something because you, you only see her from far away. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just like a blonde woman they walking definitely, through the savannah. They, didn't, they definitely didn't fly Charlize Theron to South Africa. <laughs> just uh, so, so she could, they quote, could, get uh, eaten by a lion. Right, yeah, that didn't Well, happen. she is from South Africa. So, no, agreed. So maybe she was just at home. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. But then um, why wouldn't they actually show her? And they she missed was a good so far away. They missed a good joke there because they were talking about, you know, the other celebrities from South Africa and we should all know that Dave Matthews band is the second most famous person from South Africa. So uh I, I just don't understand like why they didn't why they didn't go get him as well. He could have gotten eaten by a lion. That would have been great. So Yeah, that show was wonderful. And then I also saw what last night I watched Sabrina. The movie the, from 1995. The, the, oh, the Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford one? All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I do own the other version, yeah. sure. but I wanted to watch this The Bogart one. version? Yeah, yeah, the Humphrey yeah. Bogart and Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. She's awesome. I, I, I like that Harrison Ford version. I do, too. I do, it's too. I honestly... It's close for me, but yeah. I think that the newer one is slight, slightly better. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. Since yeah. it's Harrison Ford. Yeah. I mean, he only makes really like one bad movie, Firewall. But I mean, and especially yeah, that's so true. That movie's really bad. Um, especially at that time, he was just I kill you with so, truth, James. He was so dang handsome. Yeah, um, oh, did you? man, <laughs> it's that good. Brad, Brad, did you just say you forgot that Fireball? Ex- Fire, Firewall. Fireball. No, no, I I I, uh, I watched it on Netflix like a couple weeks ago and forgot to talk about it on the show. But <laughs> did I forget to talk about it? Nah, <laughs> everyone does. Yeah. Oh man! But I, I I I saw it in the theater and hadn't watched it since. So it's like oh. I yeah. completely forgot what this movie was even about. Yeah, uh, uh, firewall about firewalls. Yeah, yeah. Is mm-hmm. is Josh Hartnett still alive? <laughs> yeah, he's on that Penny Dreadful show. Uh, no, he's he's making. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I've been watched that show. <laughs> he's gonna be yeah. in Hollywood Homicide too. Um, <laughs> yeah. The only thing I remember about Firewall was there was a shout out to my hometown in there. Really? What yeah. Time? So I'm from Were Wichita. You, yeah. Oh, okay. And so there's like one point where he like gets kidnapped and they're at the facility and he's like, oh yeah, well, none of our actual servers are here. They're in Wichita. <laughs> it was just like the most the random. Most, the most memorable <laughs> part of Wire, Firewall, uh, a mention of Wichita. Well, oh. for somebody who's from there. That's no, the only like movie Wichita has ever been mentioned in. <laughs> hey. Because I no, think, no, 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 Land, no, her name no. is. That's right. Yeah, True. and in Night and Day. They're in the Wichita airport. Oh, you're right. Oh. Well, actually, that's not our real airport. That's a fake airport. Well, Tom Cruise won't be caught dead in Wichita. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison Ford actually comes there sometimes. Really? Oh, what's Yeah, me? he flies in to like service Does his he plane or something. <laughs> no, hey, dude. Rude. Dude. I'm just saying, he's the only guy I know who can crash a plane and like not die. Good yeah. job. Good job, Harrison. What's funny is he broke his leg on the set of Star that. Wars and not when he crashed his plane. Yep. Yeah. Man, what a badass. He oh. is. He's still handsome, by the way. He is. Oh, of course. Uh, just different kind. Of, you know, old guy. He's handsome. like, yeah, he's like, he's Robert Redford. He's like Robert handsome. Redford. Yes, yeah. When you're like, Robert Redford's fucking 86 years old. Fuck it's that just, guy. It's disgusting. Actually, I think Robert Redford looks better than Harrison Ford does right now. Yeah, Sorry. I would agree. I would agree. But Robert Redford's also like what 20 years older than him because he's 107 years old. <laughs> um, is he? Yeah, he's yeah he's actually been 70 for about 
50 years now. This is the guy who was just, the, he was the bad guy in Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. 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 He didn't yeah. look that bad. He's 165 years old. Um, <laughs> it seems like it keeps he's, growing. He's really 84. Like, you know. with every second, he grows another decade. Yeah. Yeah. How cool. old is Robert Redford now? Oh, he's 196 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Looks great. I've got a watch that tells me it keeps track. So, so yeah, that's cool. everything I saw. Other than Age of 17, which we'll probably get into. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we'll get there. Brad? Uh, I, 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 you can pass. I didn't watch anything I this nothing. week. Nothing. Really? Yeah, I, mean, I, only... I watched The Office and The League again, but I've no, so many yeah, times. We're good. Yeah. Uh, I only watched two things. Uh, the first thing I watched, so when I was younger, I really loved WWF wrestling. And my favorite wrestler from like the mid-90s until The Rock came around was Shawn Michaels. And I just, uh, just because, so everybody knows wrestling has, is, it's predetermined who's going to win. But wait, the, yeah, the, the, the spots and the stunts and the actual physicality of it. Yeah, I know. Right. It is real. So, I mean, these guys do right. truly athletic things. Uh, and they cut some pretty funny promos. I mean, yeah, if you ever, you can just sit, go to YouTube and just type in the rocks, greatest WWF moments. He's funny as hell. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, Shawn Michaels is really good in the ring. Like he, uh, they called him the showstopper because he would do these moves that jump from top ropes, go twenty feet in the air, do elbows. It's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, and he was really good on the mic. But uh, one of the big wrestlers too around that time, his name was Bret the Hitman Hart, and he was known as the excellence of execution. He was like, uh, he studied professional wrestling, so all his moves were really technical, um, huh. and so he wasn't quite as good on the mic, but he got over what they called on the fans because of his wrestling ability. Okay. Um, so these two guys had different styles and through the course of their careers, because one was so technically sound and the other one was the showstopper, they had these matches and they developed this real life, like rivalry and hatred for each other. Really? Um, and like real, real life, real and not like, we all like, no, yeah, no, 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 they this really is, didn't this like is real. I'll, I'll explain. So, um, Shawn Michaels was young, and uh, it's a, a really so it's called Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, mm -hmm. and it's a two and a half hour documentary with those two guys just sitting and talking about what happened in the same room. In the same room, <gasps> and what happened is, is uh, in that during that time, Shawn Michaels abused alcohol and drugs bad, of course. So, he was so he was a total jerk, and uh, at that time, uh, Bret, uh, Bret Hart, he's actually married, has kids. Um, so they clashed behind the scenes, but when they were, went out and wrestled, they had great matches because they were so different, but they were both so good at wrestling. And uh, there's an infamous moment in WWF history, or WWE, whatever you want to call it, um, where WWE was losing its ratings to WCW, which was the, they got like Hulk Hogan mm -hmm. and all their big talent. Um, and so Vince McMahon signed Bret Hart to a 20-year contract with the WWE, and he and then the WWE was losing so much money, he went to Bret Hart and says, hey, man, just I can't pay you this money. Mm. I, it's weird to say that now because the WWF is so big. But he's yeah. like, I can't pay you this money. And, and Bret Hart was the WWF champion. He's like, I understand. But I'm going to go to WW, WCW because they're offering him like $10 million a year. Mm -hmm. And so Vince McMahon said, okay, um, at the pay-per-view event in Survivor Series, you need to drop the WWF championship belt to Shawn Michaels. And Bret Hart hated Shawn Michaels so much. He's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to give him the championship belt. The next morning, uh, the next day on Raw, I'll come out, I'll forfeit the belt, and you can do whatever you want to it, but I'm not losing it to Shawn Michaels in Canada. That's where Bret Hart is from. Hmm. And so they came up with this thing. It's called the Montreal Screwjob. So, uh, so Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart 
came to a conclusion that the match would end in a disqualification. If it ends in disqualification in wrestling, you, you don't, the, the belt doesn't change hands. So then the next day, Bret Hart would go out there, give it up, and be like, thank you, everybody. You know, I'm leaving. And uh, the night before, they were still arguing about him dropping the belt, disqualification. It was crazy. So Vince McMahon called Shawn Michaels uh, into his office, and he said, this is what you're going to do. You're going to put him in the sharpshooter, which is like Bret Hart's submission move to make people give up. And when he do that, the referee is going to ring the bell even when Bret Hart doesn't say, I quit. Um, so they are purposely making him lose the belt because they were worried that he was going to take the belt away from them. Mm -hmm. So when that happened, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels did it and at, they have this video and this audio at the end and Bret Hart asked like, do you know what was going on? Shawn? He's like, I didn't know. I, I, I'm as shocked as you, but Vince McMahon told Shawn Michaels, no matter what happens, you deny what happens. And, uh, And so Bret Hart got so mad, he, like, punched Vince McMahon. Um, him and Shawn Michaels had a huge falling out. They hated each other, um, made fun of him. Shawn Michaels uh, was still abusing alcohol. And then he retired because he hurt his back in a match with The Undertaker. And during that time, Shawn Michaels became, uh, like, a Christian. And he totally cleaned up his life, got married, has kids. And he came back in 2006 to WWF. And so did Bret Hart, and they had this, like, uh, reconciliation. Aww. And now it's, like, a really interesting story because they hated each other so much. Yeah. And he even, uh, in the documentary, Shawn Michaels says, you know, the problem is, is I was on so many painkillers and alcohol, I don't remember you telling me doing this stuff. But huh. if you say I did it, I did it, and I'm, I apologize. It's a really fascinating thing. And so he's embraced now uh, Shawn Michaels, and he's not a jerk anymore. He's kind of, you know, he's learned to be an adult, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's just a fascinating documentary because they really hated each other. And uh, so when you see it, it's, it's them talking about their struggles and arguing and not liking each other. And that they're in the same room, like sitting like how me and you are sitting, just yeah. talking about, you know, Bret Hart's like, dude, you're an asshole, you know. <laughs> and and Shawn was like, yeah, I probably did that stuff. I don't remember. I was too drunk. And, wow. and uh, but, you know, if I did it, I did it. I'll, I mean, I might not remember it, but if you say I did it, I'm going to believe you. And um, And how they... Now they're friends and how they reconciled their whole relationship is really fascinating and uh, how they forgave each other. Because even Bret Hart said, you know, towards the end, I was being a jerk to the WWF and I shouldn't have done the things I did. It, it's really fascinating. That's really cool. It's, it's funny. I, I don't actually care anything about like the story, but the, or not, not this, but uh, the story of like WWF, yeah. but the behind the scenes, like the actual stuff, I always find amazing. Yeah. Like, it's the really way that, that it all works is, is so cool. Yeah. Um, so it's a really, if, you, if you're a wrestling fan or even if you just want to see two people that didn't like each other and how they resolve <laughs> working with each other, it's yeah. a good thing. It, it sounds like a movie about a rivalry. It is yeah. a about a rivalry. You're right. <laughs> I, th- I think it's actually called the greatest rivalries. Um, <laughs> true story. <laughs> Uh, and the only other thing I watch is I watched uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Oh, okay. Uh, that's actually pretty funny. It's, okay. like, pretty stupid, but there's, uh, like, really funny parts in it. I think Zac Efron and uh, Adam Levine are really funny. Adam uh, there's Levine? this part. Uh, huh? Adam, wait. Adam Devine. Devine? Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Adam Devine. Is that not the guy from Room 5. Not the guy from Room 5. Adam Devine. Anyways, there's this part, uh, like, even in the trailer where they're like, we don't rile each other up. Like in the movie, it goes on and on and it's way funnier. And he's like, fuck you, dad. We don't rile each other up. You're a dickhead. <laughs> really funny. And, uh, my, and they have this other scene where, uh, they're talking, uh, <laughs> he's talking about how his sister was being massaged by this Indian guy. 
and he called it the push pop. And he's and Zac Efron's like, what's the push pop? He's like, I don't know. I made it up because I don't even know what the fuck is going on. And he's like, tell me what the push pop is, man. And he has like spit coming out of his mouth. And it's so stupid, but it's really funny. Huh. Um, yeah, it's a dumb movie, but it's but the, it's pretty funny though because at the beginning they're showing like these this montage of them like at parties and they're all cool like shooting fireworks and they then they say this is what really happens at the party and they're all drunk like Ooh, fireworks and they're like lighting people on fire and shit. It's, it's pretty funny. Is it actually about their characters more than because the trailer made me think that it was really like a Anna Kendrick uh, Aubrey Plaza? Movie. It's like both. It's like both. Yeah. So oh, okay. It's because they, they do go for a little bit. So the first thirty minutes is those guys, and then for twenty minutes it's those two. Oh okay. Um, yeah, and they're pretty funny in it too. Yeah, back, cool. it's like the whole story is like how their situations like balance each other out. Like this whole plot that the girls are using them mm-hmm. uh, for their status. Yeah. But there's also like some like goofy, funny lines. So uh, obviously, the sister and the fiance might not get married because of what these guys do. And uh, the fiance is reading the newspaper. Is like, shut the fuck up! I've been reading this same paragraph for twenty minutes, listening to you fuckers talk. And he's like, well, we've actually been here for like thirty minute, three minutes. So that other seventeen minutes is kind of on you, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's just funny. It's stupid, but I I laughed at it. Cool. I had fun. That's why I watched this week. Sweet. So uh, this week, Corinne, you saw the, at the edge of seventeen. Should people go see Edge of Seventeen? Yes, with like a caveat. Like I know this movie isn't made for everybody. So if you feel if you watch the trailer and you're at all interested, go see it, or or just wait till it's out on like Redbox or something. I don't think it's really worth seeing in the theaters. Mm-hmm. It's not like a you know a really big spectacle movie. Yeah. So you can just watch it at home. But it, it is worth seeing, I think. Cool. Here's a trailer for Edge of Seventeen. Is it The Edge of Seventeen or just Edge of Seventeen? The Edge of Seventeen. The Edge of Seventeen. Hey. Busy. I don't want to take up a ton of your time, but I'm going to kill myself. I just thought that an adult should know. Wow. I wish I knew what to say. You know, actually, I was writing my own suicide note just now. As some of you know, I have 32 fleeting minutes of happiness during lunch, which has been eaten up again and again by the same especially badly dressed student. And I finally thought I would rather have the dark nothingness. Have a nice life without me, fuckers. There are two types of people in the world. The people who radiate confidence and naturally excel at life. Golden boys. And the people who hope all those people die in a big explosion. Look at that stupid shirt my brother's wearing. It screams I have a body complex worse than a girl's. When I was 13, it was clear which side of the equation I was on. Oh my god, I knew it. It's really just the hair. You can grow it out. Are you even up there? (laughs) But that's what best friends are for. Oh my god, Nick is like right there. God, Juby made him so hot. And I had Krista. Krista! Oh my god! What the fuck? Seriously? My brother? Think about how shitty this is for me. I can't help how I feel. What if I liked your dad? What if I gave your dad a hand job? Oh, Louis, why you look so hot with that belt phone. Ew. Oh no, oh, oh, Krista, you're home early. I'm not even gonna respond to that. You turn into a completely different person. You actually love being part of that exclusive little group. I'm having a problem today, Nadine. Several. I don't really have any friends at the moment. Why don't you try being positive? Mom, you always say the same thing. I'm going to write down the next thing you're going to say to me. I'm not playing your little games, Nadine. 
Congratulations. You have all the answers, don't you? No. Which is why I wish I had a mother who would notice. When I was younger, so much younger than today. Your brother invited me to a party on Friday, and I want you to come with us. What did I do to make such a perfect kid, huh? And now these days have gone. I'm not so self-assured. Don't be awkward. Socialize. I need somebody. Hey, you're Darian Franklin's sister. Yeah. What's that movie that's got Arnold Schwarzenegger and that short bald guy? They play twin brothers? Only Arnold's all tall and buff. And... All right, and the other guy's like little and funny looking? Yes. Oh, God, uh, twins. Yes. Great movie. You and your brother kind of remind me of that. Help me if you can, I'm feeling down. Life isn't fair sometimes, Nadine, okay? You gotta get over it. My life isn't perfect either. The one person who makes me happy, I can't have without completely destroying you. Life's about taking risks. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Nick, I like you. And I just want to be with you. I want you to put your mouth on my tits. We can do it in the Petland stockroom. Nadine. I can't send this. No, 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 no. Oh my God, no. Oh, shit. Help me if you can. I'm feeling This isn't so bad. I just want to be with you. I want you to put your mouth on my tits. I want to feel you inside. Oh. God, you can do it in the Petland stockroom. Oh my God, say something, please help me. You need to watch out for run-on sentences. Help me. There's no Stevie Nicks in the movie. What a great joke! <laughs> <laughs> so what's it about? So the movie's about Nadine, played by... Um, Haley Seinfeld. Haley Seinfeld, yes, from the... True the Grit remake movie. of True Grit. Yeah. She's yes. been 17 for like 10 years now. Uh, yes. I want to say yeah. she's like, she's over Hannah 18, Anderson. right? She's yeah. at least yeah. like 19 or something. Yeah, she does all that pop music stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I don't I don't really listen to music, but okay. <laughs> Wait. She listened to Rod Stewart. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Sorry. Whoa. Name a Rod Whoa. Stewart song. <laughs> Lawyered. Listen to no, Rod Stewart. No, no, no. no. <laughs> does he do Copacabana? No, that's Barry Manilow. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> When you asked that question, the only thing that came into my mind was Purple Rain, because, you know, Prince just died, mm -hmm. which that is not his song at all, but... No, uh, Rod Stewart covered a Prince of. song called Peach. It's really good. I was going to challenge you when you said, I don't listen to music, because I thought, no one doesn't listen to music. Okay, I don't listen you to don't new listen to music. music. I don't oh, okay. listen to new music. Like, sure. on the radio, none of that. I don't either. Yeah. Neither do I. But you great. know what? We're going to be it's friends on life. Facebook. I'm going to start populating your feed with Rod Stewart videos. <laughs> <laughs> This classic from 1985, Infatuation. <laughs> Man. I feel like I'm going to learn a lot about Rod Stewart. <laughs> sure What's will. terrible is that I know that you know that that's the year that song came out. It absolutely is the year that oh, song came out. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Anyway, anyway Edge of 17. Yes. Haley Seinfeld. Haley Seinfeld. 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 Whatever. Seinfeld. There's a team. Haley Seinfeld. Why yes. do they keep on getting she my name wrong? She plays a junior in high school, and it's just kind of about the different challenges that teenage girls face mm -hmm. or just teens face but you know just um uh, i don't want to spoil it too is it much. an actual is it uh I, I think accurate a, portrayal of a young woman i, who's I thought that so age? i 
I really did, and granted, I've been out of high school for, what, eight years? Yeah, like eight years now. And But I have younger sisters, and they are definitely going through that kind of stuff right now. Actually, mm-hmm. one of them is a junior, so she is she just turned 17. Mm-hmm. So I should have her go see the movie and then tell me if that's accurate. <laughs> yeah. But, no, actually, I think one of the benefits of seeing the movie was I didn't know how it was going to end. I didn't know all the different turns it was going to take. Mm. So... I think that that, yeah. So if you've seen the trailer, you basically see what's only in the first five minutes. Oh, wow. You don't really see a lot of what happens afterward. Because it's just like one bad thing happens to her. Um, Like her friend and her get into an argument about something that is kind of major, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it just kind of snowballs from there of, you know, this is her one friend that she has. And now she feels like even more of a social outcast than she already did. And then it just kind of keeps going, you know, one thing leads to another leads to, and then it's just like, and then it just, it all blows up at the end. And there's this, um, see, I wish you guys had seen it because then we could talk about <laughs> yeah. it. No, I wish I did. No, I wish Brad, I did too. My bad. Brad. <laughs> I have a yeah. question. Does yeah. it set up uh, the sequel for the surface of 18? Well, no. Oh. I don't know what that oh. is. What? Boo. <laughs> that's, 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 Funny, but boo. Yeah. See, he just Yeah. No, that's, is that another Stevie Nicks song? No. That I don't <laughs> know about? The, the Edge of 17, The edge. Surface. Oh. Like yeah. The it's, sequel. He thought really hard about that one for a long time. Like, <laughs> I will say, that's I do, why I do have to go see Fleetwood the movie. Max just stuck in my head. The trilogy ends with the middle <laughs> of 19. Yeah. But no, I think it has a really good message of kind of reminding people that you're like everyone doesn't have as good of a life as you think they mm-hmm. do and that you're not the only one who has a shitty life mm-hmm. is it kind of uh, does it have any amount of levity or or oh yeah to it or, oh okay. yeah 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 it's not it, I'm, it's not super self-serious or no i mean yeah. it, it's i think somebody had compared it to juno in like one of those okay, reviews yeah. like i kept seeing the trailers of like Name every teen movie you can think of, and it gets compared to all of those. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's kind of in the same vein as Juno. I think Juno is funnier. Sure. But I think this one it's is a little like bit, a little bit more universal. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen the, the Perks of the Wallflower, yeah. but yeah. um, I, I, you know, because not every teen girl gets pregnant in high school. Right. But every what? Every teenager goes through some <laughs> some bullshit. Some drama. Yeah, I have to yeah. explain why I like Rod Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I have to explain why I played so much Dungeons That's and Dragons. That's all on you, man. That's all on you. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Great. How so, is Haley, Haley Steinfeld? How is she doing? I think she did a good job. It would. I think it was really hard to pull off, um, like, quirky mm-hmm. to the point where you like her, but you can see why other people don't like her. Sure. And there were different points in the movie where... She said things that I was like, oh my gosh, like I've totally thought. She said something like, you know, I heard a recording of myself the other day and I just like cried for 10 minutes thinking, oh my gosh, is that what I sound like? So if I go back and listen to this podcast, I'm going to have that exact same thought. (laughs) Why why is anyone friends with me? (laughs) No, seriously. Yeah, there's like the scene early on where she gets drunk with her friend and so she kind of has like this like, mini little existential crisis and mm. says a bunch of stuff that I was like, yep, I've definitely thought that before. And, you know, you really, you, I mean, even if you're an adult and you're in the theater, I think a lot of those insecurities that you had as a teenager are going to resurface. Like, you're going to feel like, mm. oh, yeah, like, I remember what it was like to be insecure like that. 
Yeah. Even if you didn't go to school in the age of, you know, Facebook and Twitter and <laughs> right. cyberbullying and things like Remember that. Remember our uh, Texas instrument calculators where we could draw on them? <gasps> yeah. Did you guys ever play snood on those? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. No. That was the best. <laughs> Me and Brad I, I used only, them for geometry I only class. played video games <laughs> on that thing. I was like, I don't, I don't need anything for trigonometry. I just need to play some, like, downfall. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have any more questions? No. On... See, I had any... notes. I had notes of, like, what all I was going to say about it. And, like, uh, Kira Sedgwick plays her mom. Oh, okay, cool. So she, there were some moments where I thought she just went, like, a little bit out there, like, a little bit too exaggerated. But mm. I liked that her mom wasn't, like, this perfect, completely put-together person. You know, you see a lot of those teen movies and the family's just kind of, like, all happy-go-lucky and, like, oh, it's okay, we'll work through it. And then, no, like, this family is completely dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. They Dude, have a lot of serious problems. She danced a footloose in it because then I would no, tonight. No, there's no footloose. <laughs> there's, like, a really long, like, I looked at the soundtrack and there's, like, 20 different songs in there that huh. I didn't know because they're so all, like, modern songs. Is there any Kanye West in there? No, there's oh, no Kanye yeah. It's kind of more alternative I'm out. I'm out. kind of things. You know, that's why I don't want to see Assassin's Creed. Because of Kanye West? Yeah, because it's the songs oh, in the trailer. I don't want to see it because that movie looks like garbage. <laughs> I'm the greatest. I'm going to be the greatest. I think that's how it goes wasn't in the there, trailer. Wasn't there a trailer for Girl on the Train that you guys played and it had the Kanye West yeah, song in there? Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. I, I put uh, Kanye West's power into almost every playlist on my phone because I think that song is hilarious. It's terrible. But it is fantastic. Nope. Just saying. Yeah. So does Woody Harrelson have more to do than what's in the trailer? Is 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 his? I actually like he did a good job, but I don't really understand the point of his character. If I mean in like a thematic sense, because the theme of the movie, like once you get to the end of it, it's just kind of a reminder of like again everybody has a really shitty teenage experience and adult experience sometimes. But Woody Harrelson, you know, he's just this really big dick to her the whole movie and then there's like this scene where she and him kind of like are on the same level like they kind of reach an understanding Mm -hmm. and then she thinks like he's just totally like a loser and you know bald and doesn't have a wife or kids (laughs) or anything like that and then she's like you're not bald at all then she brought him a twinkie (laughs) and it was all good (laughs) no but then she there's a scene where she goes to his house and she meets his family and like his wife and kid and so I didn't really get that part of it in terms of like a like a theme. Like I got it why it was there in the plot sense of the term. So, yeah. Or in the, so yeah. He gets mad but because he does, my wife's yeah. taking away toys from him. And I still, why don't you let him play with them? Why are you taking them away? Who cares? <laughs> I would say, yeah, Woody Harrelson's in probably, I don't know, maybe like six or seven scenes. And he does, he does do some like really important stuff, I would say. At least yeah. one or two, like plot driven. Like if he isn't there then I don't know how would, they would have written it otherwise. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Plus, I mean, those are some of the funnier scenes in the movie, to be honest, is her and Woody Harrelson. Yeah. But from the trailer, I just, just, just watching the trailer, I assume like, he's probably, like, those are his two scenes in the movie, and then mm. he's comic relief, and then he's gone, but it sounds like he's got more to do, so that's and cool. And you don't realize how long Woody Harrelson's been a part of our lives. I mean, how long ago was he on Cheers? 30 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Oh 85, yeah. 86. Yeah. I used to stay up late at night and watch Cheers because I, I was a cool kid in high school. Dude, I was up to like midnight, bro. Like, Hell yeah. It's 11.30, man. Cheers <laughs> is coming on. Because I would watch that before Adult Swim would start. Well, <laughs> before it was even Adult Swim. Yeah. I was a cool kid. Great Sweet. job, Corinne. Thank you. 
Thank you guys. Thank sorry, you. sorry, we sent you to uh, the wrong movie. Yeah, well, yeah. Now, it sounds like you had a good now time. Now there's a little something extra out there for the listeners. If yeah. you know, if they don't wait, what what movie did you guys see? Uh, something else. Uh, oh, Manchester by the Sea. So if they weren't even interested in Manchester by the Sea, but right. they were interested in the age, Edge of Seventeen, which I think is pretty fair because most likely, like audiences will either <laughs> fall into like Manchester by the Sea looks good, uh, Edge of Seventeen looks good, or where is Michael Bay? I want the next Michael Bay movie. Um, or they'll just so go see Arrival again. Yeah, oh my gosh. Or Doctor Strange. We should just talk about Arrival. <laughs> I should have been here that week. talk about Doctor Strange Dang again. Man. Dumbass. <laughs> I missed that week. Oh, did you see Doctor Strange? I did. That's too bad. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah I missed that episode. Yeah, we'll never get to hear you talk about it. It doesn't matter. Uh, did you like it? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I was really impressed. <laughs> uh, Especially with, like, the climax. <laughs> It's really too bad you couldn't be here for that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this week, the other nerd saw Manchester by the Sea. Can you guys convince me to see Manchester by the Sea, Brad? Uh, you know what? Like, I, I think it's a good movie. I don't think you need to rush out and see it. I was really kind of confused won't. with the... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Don't even give me a shot. I was really confused by the tone of the movie. Um, they kind of sell it as this drama. And then I'm watching it. It feels like this. it's this dark comedy. That's like making fun of itself. Um, so, um, is this the one where they like have a kid and like the mom comes looking for it or something? What am I thinking no. of? This is the movie where this is the movie where Casey Affleck's brother Kyle Chandler oh, dies, and oh, then okay. he like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he now responsible for I saw his sixteen-year-old son. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Don't know what I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. All the posters are, are basically nothing but white quotes from critics saying like Casey Affleck's really good. Yeah, um, and I think he's good. He's good. But uh, just, like, it's so long, and it seems like it's just all, like, a montage. Well, not a montage, but it's, it seems like the movie is just comprised of all the awkward moments between scenes that you would have, like, seen in a normal, like, indie drama. So yeah. would you say that Casey Affleck's now out of the shadow of the bat? <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, I just that up. It's just <laughs> terrible. I was writing that for a week. I can wow. tell. No, just kidding. I thought of it just now. Come on, guys. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, it's, it's a weird movie, and I'm sure we'll, you'll hear more about it in a few minutes. Oh, here we go. Here comes the Affleck dick sucking. <laughs> oh, give I'm me sorry, all that really sweet, crude. sweet no, Affleck. No, don't. Hey, my mom, my mom and Pastor are listening. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor, let me talk about Casey no, hey, Affleck. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, should people go see Manchester by the Sea? Yeah, is the that's question that you would want me to answer. <laughs> yes, right. And I is this will your first it. fucking show? <laughs> this is not my first fucking show, and this wasn't the first fucking time that I saw Manchester by the Sea. I saw this movie twice this week. I know, back to back days. Yeah, back to back days. This movie's really Why? fucking good. <laughs> kind of, circum- <laughs> kind of circum- circumstances uh, allowed me to see it twice. So, um, which I'm glad because I really like this movie. It um, may shoot into my top ten. We'll see at the end of the year. Damn. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see it. I'm just giving you a hard time. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no. That, 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 oh, yeah, no. Welcome to the podcast. There's a rule. It's okay to abuse me. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's why he's here. I feel like y'all just abuse each other. <laughs> yeah. That's really we... what this podcast is. See, <laughs> you abuse like each other, other yeah. while talking about movies. See, right. My well, personality is too big, was taken. so it's harder for them to abuse me, and I'm oh, more quick-witted. Oh, come on. Son of a... How many jokes have I nailed today? I don't know. Half? One half. How do you count one half joke? Bruce laughed really hard at one of my jokes. That's all that matters. Oh, no, he was reading his phone. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, Manchester by the Sea. Um, I think this movie is really good. It is not a movie that Ryan would like in any universe. Good. Not um, seen 
The uh, I just don't. Bl- I would be fascinated to hear your opinion of it. Um, but as I describe this movie, I'm gonna watch your eyes roll back into your. When head. When can I stream it for free? Um, a while. <laughs> it's from an now. Amazon Studios release, so, so it'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Perfect. So it's the, the movie is an emotional trap, uh, and the first half of it is really pretty dour and slow. And it is. It's about the 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 actual like mundanity of of loss and mundanity and, is a and, word and tragic uh, events in your life. Um, Answer my question, James. Uh, I just made it one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. Maybe it's not. Does it matter? You knew what I meant, right? The, yeah. The <laughs> mundane moments and I know, elements I was, I was of, really asking if it was a word, because um, it's cool. And so there's actually some things English that I major. think... There's there's some really funny moments in the movie Something that I think Ryan would actually name. really like. Um, but what's great is halfway through, there's a there's a turn, and then it starts... Then it, it does turn into, like Brad was saying, it turns into a more of a comedy as they start to sort of release this emotional tension. Um, I, I think it's really well done, um, but I, I, I do think it's for a very particular kind of audience. Um, so if you're, if you're there, if you want to see a really great performance, yes, this is that. So Academy um, Awards, here we come. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's probably not going to pierce, pierce my top ten, um, because unfortunately in the end it asks a lot of questions, but doesn't ask any that are really direct. Um, it has some fun themes, but isn't like really a powerful story for for my money. Um, so maybe check it out at the very least. I oh my god, he finally got to the point. Hey, hey, hey! Jesus. At least I answered the question. Here's the trailer for me. You're like the Medicine. Kevin Smith answer. I'm not high. If you could take one guy to an island with you and you knew you'd be safe because he was the best man, he was going to keep you happy. If it was between me and your father, who would you take? My daddy. I don't think you're wrong about that. Hello, this is Lee. What happened to my brother? So that's Lee Lee Chen, look. I don't understand. Which part are you having trouble with? Well, I can't be his guardian. Well, your brother provided for your nephew's upkeep. I think the idea was that you would relocate. Relocate to where? Well, if you look, it was my impression that you'd spent a lot of time here. Hi, sweetheart. I'm just a backup. Lee, nobody can appreciate what you've been through. And if you really feel you can't take this on, you know, that's your right. Where are we going, to the orphanage? Shut up. Get in the car. Can't obey your orders until you unlock the door. Whatever you decide, he can always stay with us if he wants to come up weekends. Do you want to be his guardian? Well, he doesn't want to be my guardian. For Christ's sake, we've got a house. We're trying to lose some kids at this point. Hello. Hello, Lee. I just want to call and say I'm sorry. How's Patrick doing? Well, he doesn't really open up with me. Do you actually have sex with these girls? Strictly basement business. What does that mean? It means I'm working on it. You don't want to be my guardian? That's fine with me. Not that. It's just the logistics. All my friends are here. I got two girlfriends, and I'm in a band. You're a Janet and Quincy. What the hell do you care where you live? said a lot of terrible things to you. My heart was broken, and I know yours is broken, too. No, if you don't understand, there's nothing That's there. Not true. I think there's something wrong with me. Do you want me to call your friends? What do you want me to do? I'm not going to bother you. I'm going to just sit here until you calm down. All right, I'm calming it. 
Would you please just go away? No. Do they need to explain themselves as much as you would like them to? Who? What? In the movie. In the movie. Um, See, he goes on so long he doesn't even remember what the fuck he says. What do you mean? Do they need to explain themselves as much? As... I feel that the inclusive, like the... It, 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 the, in, the inconclusive fo- part of that thematic element oh, is, sure. is actually beneficial to the idea that recovery is is a rocky, rocky-ass road. Yeah, I guess it's... Um, for me, like the, the, the thing that the movie is... He's doing it again! Yeah, yes, but the difference is that the difference is he's far enough from the mic that it's okay. So um, I, I don't see a lot of those movies. Let's just talk so, about Manchester by okay. the Sea. <laughs> Sorry, welcome back to Siskel and Ebert. Terribly, terribly distracting. Um, no, they don't have to. The real question of the movie is about sort of how when something terrible like this happens, and you're you're trying to go through a very, very long. Stage yeah. of grief that that, that the growth is in very small yeah. moments. Yeah. I will say that it is pretty beautiful. Um, th- those mundane moments of the, of the film are actually really beautiful. There's this great scene, Ryan, where um, something terrible has happened, and uh, they are loading um, Casey Affleck's uh, ex-wife into an ambulance. And, Jennifer Garner? Uh, no, Michelle Williams. <laughs> The wrong um, Affleck. <laughs> and they, uh, so they're loading her into this ambulance, and the guy, the, 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 uh, the, I want to say Gurney pediatricians, um, the, the paramedics, um, they can't get the legs of the, of the gurney to go up so they can get it into the thing. And, and he's standing there, right? Like there's this terrible thing happening, and there's just this awkwardness to the whole, the whole thing, and you, you have to live in it. Um, and that's the part of this that turns it into this awful emotional trap where not a lot is happening for that first half. Francis, that's where it gets funny. Well, th- th- those are the, the I mean, those are these elements where it's 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 funny, but it's this awkward funny where you know that like this guy, you, you feel all the pain that this guy is in, and how much his life is just absolutely devastated by these things that are happening, mm-hmm. and how completely like. Once something terrible like that happens, you you can't do anything. The world goes back to being mundane and stupid, and it's it's fucking Taco Bell tacos and Sunday nights, and it's just incredibly frustrating. Um, and so for half of the movie, that's where you have to live, is in this place where there's just no control, and everything is lifeless and awful. And then at the turn, when he becomes the guardian of this this 16-year-old who's loving his life and having sex with a different girl every night and like even though his dad just died like is somehow able to move on mm-hmm. you start getting just these tiny little releases where there's these kind of fun moments and you start to see Casey Affleck's character like I mean it's not till the spoilers the end that you f- see him smile for the first time throughout the whole movie but you just start to see him open up a little bit and he starts to try to figure out how to talk to people again and have any kind of a relationship because he had basically when we meet him at the beginning of the movie he has completely unplugged uh from the world and he's just like fixing toilets for people um he's just a very broken person that that really quickly to to detour for a second that scene scene where with the lady lady, there's a scene with the lady where he's fixing her 
shower and he just goes, I don't give a fuck what you do, lady. <laughs> she, just assumes, she makes this completely irrational leap that he's like hitting on her and yeah. asking her to get naked and take a shower while he watches. And you're like, that's totally not what he says. Yep. And, um, and he comes in with that fucking like smooth ass delivery. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he is a character that every now and then there's just a scene where he's at a bar and he gets drunk and he starts a fight. Um, because you, you can just tell how completely unsettled he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, it's a movie about the fact that when a terrible thing like this happens, you, you move through grief in these very tiny episodic stages that take extremely long periods of time. And so the character at the end of the movie is only marginally different than the one at the beginning, but that's kind of what they're saying. Um, and because so I would he, agree he with says, you. Do they need he, to like he, say he, on the nose what the movie's about? No. He says that he says it in in one simple line. I can't beat it. I can't yeah. beat it. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's all he but, needed to say. But for he, for everything to wrap up the way I wanted it to. Yes, but at the same time, in the very next scene, he's making incremental changes in his life. Mm-hmm. Like the thing that he talks about at the end of the movie is him at least saying like, uh, yeah. I can work on this right, a little bit. Um, which is really kind of like, it's kind of heartwarming in a movie about like, oh my gosh, everything is terrible. Um, like there's so much of this movie is just awful. Uh, shoot, the scene with Gretchen Mole is maybe my least favorite moment, like the most uncomfortable I get, you know, and this guy has his whole family die around him. And yet this scene where, uh, the 16 year old goes and has dinner with his mom is the most uncomfortable and kind of depressing scene just because, theoretically, here's a, a, a case where th- something good could happen, and it's just like the most awkward lunch you've ever been at. Um, it's mm-hmm. a really rough movie, and so when they release those little bits of emotion and you get to laugh a little bit and there's a little bit of joy that ekes in, it's better than, you know, than it should be, because, you know... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. It's not a movie. There's no world in which Ryan likes this movie. There's just not. I just can't imagine it. See, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like there might be a part of Ryan that might enjoy it, but no, again, it would be. I really have to be up to Ryan. To... <laughs> Brad's just like <laughs> you're vigorously. You're, you're, you're saying no. that I have a soul, no. bro. No, this guy didn't like Magnificent Seven. Maybe. I want to believe. <laughs> I, I'm like James. I'm immensely curious to see what you would think yes. of it, but you know, I would love to hear you Netflix. shit all over this movie. Is there bad ADR? I mean, that's the real. Yeah. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I'm noting this the, the Bruni. <laughs> no, the this the footstep sound effects in the movie. Uh, a lot of the sound oh. effects, the Foley well, work isn't time right. So, um, oh, I didn't notice the timing being off. There's definitely times when the Foley is like super loud. Like, yeah. like, well, I like think they're drawing attention to it. Like in the yeah. the police station and stuff. Oh, the yeah, the chairs the, are moving. Chairs like, are, I yes. think it's intentional to make oh, you it totally feel. Is, yeah. But like when he's walking through the snow after. Oh, I, I think it's from the liquor store. I like, didn't notice the, that. A lot of times in the movie, even just like outside when they were just walking around Manchester, oh, like no. can't handle it. I was right up against it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. To those sirens in the back. This, this Foley, man. Yeah, I was the a, worst Foley. I was surprised, like you know, that their Foley artist didn't time it right. I don't yeah. know. Maybe there's a delay in the speakers. <laughs> maybe it's intentional. Yeah. Like, and maybe well, the Foley artist is like, "Fuck it." <laughs> yeah. He's so drunk, man. His 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 feet are there like three seconds after he is, man. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they need to hire Kellen to be there. Foley yeah, person. no, he's, he's yeah. doing some good sound effects he did. back there. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so you guys have said your piece. You have not convinced me to see this movie. No, well, I, I clearly wasn't trying Zach. to. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Follow up. The movie I was thinking of is The Light Between Oceans. Oh, That's yes. the one where the Michael Fassbender Where they find, they find the, the, bo- the, the baby in the yeah. ocean, and then they're like, oh, no, this is your baby. So, I you know, it. sea, ocean. Of course I was confused. Oh, no, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's part of this weird trilogy called Water. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think, I, I think the movie is good. It just didn't, especially for, for some of the hype around it, like, it didn't. It didn't hit me emotionally the way that Arrival does. Goes is that what your shirt's about? I've been yeah. trying to figure it out. Is yeah. that an Arrival shirt? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. I got this. We'll talk about it. Later. It looks like a circle for anybody who's just listening. Right. It's just a circle. For, for, for your pastor and your mom. I just have a circle. Yeah. Thank, yes. Thank you. But the symbology um, means so much more, guys. Yeah. I just woke up and wanted to dress like a slob today, so I... You know. And if you're looking for one more movie to see, uh, here's Henry's pick this week for Art oh, Horse, Art Asshole. Oh, no, no, I just cut it because you're getting. Oh, okay. more funny I did. No, this way. is great. This is great. I love Art House movies. You can call me Mr. Asshole. What's up, nerds? It's Henry giving you an update on Art House Asshole. Uh, this week we watched Welcome to Leith, which is a documentary about a small town in North Dakota where a white supremacist moves in and decides to turn the entire town into a hub for white supremacy. It is a horrifying documentary that I strongly recommend you check out. Uh, I don't have much else to say about it other than it's very good, and uh, it might make you uncomfortable because it kind of humanizes neo-Nazis in a way. Uh, Not in a way that you're thinking it's not like pro-Nazism, but it does give both sides of a story uh, with still having a clear bias against neo-Nazis as it should. Uh, as a heads up, every uh, article for Air Force Asshole this month is going to be a documentary. December will be dedicated to documentaries. Uh, besides this film, all of them should be on Netflix. So if you want to check any of these out, you can. This one you can rent on iTunes, that's what I did. But following this week, all of them should be on iTunes. So this should be a fairly good month if you like documentaries and you have Netflix. Uh, but anyway, that's this week. Uh, I hope you like uh, Manchester by the Sea. I'm checking out this weekend as well, and I hope you guys like it. Bye. You can call me Mr. Asshole. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the movies in New York. <laughs> yeah. Let me change it when he came back, and he didn't. So yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. My mom thinks that those farts are hilarious because <laughs> farts are funny. <laughs> One of my most favorite jokes is Louis C.K. said, "You don't have to be smart." To laugh at a fart joke, but you're dumb if you don't. <laughs> See, what you need to do is you need to put like the sound effect of like a toilet in there because you know how he's like always recording from the bathroom. Apparently, <laughs> that's the only quiet place in New York. Yes, that would be fair, man. Uh, next week we're seeing Office Christmas Party. Oh, is that what Ooh. we're seeing? Oh. oh, okay. I think that's the only thing out actually because La La Land is only limited. Oh, nope. What? What? It, I, so I was driving down. Uh, towards Belmar this week, uh-huh. and up on their marquee, it said La La Land, December 2nd. And I freaked out, and I was like, oh, we should not see Manchester. And I went into the theater, and I told them... There we shouldn't see what? Manchester. Oh, okay. You by the sea. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Explain it to James, because obviously he didn't get what the fuck you were saying. <laughs> we shouldn't see the town Manchester, apparently. Right. No, yeah. we shouldn't see it. Uh, but I went to the lobby, and I was like, hey, are you guys actually showing La La Land? Because your digital sign out there says the second. They're like, what's La La Land? And I was like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> Were they sixteen-year-olds? Oh my goodness! Yeah. A bunch uh, of teenagers just running the theater by themselves. The initial one was, but her supervisor was there. She was uh, older, and she—I was like, uh, "When are you guys getting old. it?" <laughs> uh, and she didn't know when it was coming out, so I was like, "Okay, well, it's not today, While so that's all that matters." Better just—I just better movie watch before the end of the year. That's all I care about. Yeah, but uh, I think at like Landmark is coming out 
this week, 16th. Oh, cool. Oh, no, wait. No, it's... No. That's it, next yeah, week. it's coming out next. Rogue One. Never mind. Uh, I'll, I'll see Rogue One in that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. Absolutely. I will I, I will do whatever I have to to go see La La Land. Yep. Rogue Yeah. Oh, man. I'll do whatever I have to to go see Rogue One. I will, yeah. like, punch people just, in the face. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, just let us end the episode. Steamroll we'll children. Talk. Yes. Cool. Cool. Uh, thanks for listening. Corinne, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, you guys awesome. for having me. Thanks, thanks for, for adding a dose of intelligence. These clowns needed it. I should it. do like a little follow-up because I did look up Aristotle's six principles of drama oh, while, good, while good. y'all were talking. So we got spectacle, character, plot, diction, melody, and thought. Mm. So proves, because the spectacle one is Michael Bay, proves that Michael Bay is art. Just saying. I yeah. never said he wasn't. Just sometimes some art is shitty. Whoa! I have a whole I have a whole theory about that. I'll have to tell you guys. Later, oh man, so. the sequel episodes, man. <laughs> That's fantastic. So thanks cool. for stopping yeah, by. Thank you, thank so you much. guys, Bruce. Thanks for observing. I hope James show you the proper Bruce way. Bruce isn't do. here. You. You acknowledge that he was here earlier. <laughs> Can you please call the episode? Bruce isn't here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's not here, man. <laughs> <laughs> the one I came up with is gold. Oh, what? Oh, What'd you? Do? What'd you? you, you, you Oh, it's a, it's a yeah, surprise. Yeah, it's got to be a surprise. It's got to be a surprise. Don't worry, I'll the find edge, out tomorrow The edge morning. of Manchester? <laughs> the edge of the sea. The edge of the sea. Well, before Edge of 17, I, I was thinking seamen and a little lady. But... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but Until next we week. <laughs> I'm leaving. Bye. Way to go. You just got rid of our Bye, one guest. Guys. I don't care. My creativity comes first. <laughs> Thanks, James Pastor and Mom, for listening. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, that's great. Cool. Bye. 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 Real Nerds is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. We would also like to thank Sparks Mandrill for our music. Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to the Real Nerds Podcast. So, Bruce, this is the part where we talk. Oh, no, I already got you. <laughs> I know. Oh, you mean because we're going to start the podcast? Yes. Yeah. So now, <laughs> now I've got levels, and they all, everybody looks pretty good. She's going to be a little bit quiet, but I'll just watch it and, and, and write her levels so that if she pulls away from the mic, it'll be you know fine. Um, and you'll do great. Okay. Don't, yeah, don't, be, don't be intimidated. There's literally no one but you and my mom listening, so it's fine. And she's super nice. I thought so, somebody's pastor listens, too. Uh, no, it's my pastor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your pastor What's listens to this shit? Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, hey, my you know what? pastor. Don't, don't, don't worry. Next week, I'll be watching The Devil's Advocate for Christmas to get us in the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, Fuck you! <laughs> That's my Pacino. That's all I got. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, yeah. So honestly, I started recording as soon as we did that, and then we just delete everything at the beginning. It's really easy. the The reason why there's so many podcasts on the internet is because the barrier to entry is extremely low. The only thing hard about it is you have to do it for like five years and be awesome at it. Yeah. Well, and like tell people that you're on it so that you like, know, people will ever. Denver Comic Con told me that we are the best. Straight yeah. up. I heard that you smell good. James Marster does. <laughs> Are you a James uh, Marsters fan, Corinne? Who? Uh, he uh, Spike from Buffy, Buffy the Vampire, Vampire Slayer. Slayer. Never saw it. No, oh. you've never seen Buffy? No. You have to well, we're going to drop some knowledge on you today. So, okay. You know. Oh, this is fantastic. But anyways, he's this actor from Buffy, and he was really the first uh, uh, 
Oh. You're holding it sideways. Uh, it was really like the first big panel that we did mm-hmm. that uh, that I did. Who'd you do that year? <laughs> I did uh, uh, the Colin, dude Colin Ferguson. Yeah, he was funny. Eureka. Oh, he was great. Yeah, he didn't make me work at all. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I met him beforehand, and he was really nice. And you know, when you go on stage, I never really know how the actors are going to react when I'm doing stuff. So I just introduced him as the man, the myth, the legend. And he comes out and he gives me like this big hug. And when he hugged me, I got like bombarded with this amazing scent. I have no idea what it was, but I re- remember it to this day and I talk about it all the time. You think yeah, he... you do. <laughs> <laughs> See? Oh, I'm not and the he's, only one. And he's like super handsome. I'm like, I hate you so much. Yeah. You think he does that just so that like throughout the day, like the overwhelming, overwhelming like smell of dude bros in that in the, in I a, would. In a convention, like you just want to make sure there's enough musk around you to protect you. So you know, around town, um, there's a lot of people that use where I work use a lot of uh, patchouli. I hate the smell of patchouli more yeah. than anything in the world. And so when I shake their hand, I uh, I have scented uh, hand sanitizer that I use because I don't want the patchouli smell on me. <laughs> Uh, if you're confused what patchouli is, Karina, yeah, it's, um, have you ever smelled a hippie before? <laughs> Can't say that I have. Okay, so just picture picture a white guy with dreadlocks oh. who's rolled around in dirt and poop <laughs> and then kind of like uses the it as granola. a scent, and that's what you got. <laughs> uh, no, the Pat Oswald is hobo's fucking dirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dirt that's been fucked by a hobo. That's right. So, so here's a really hard-hitting scientific question okay. for you. When you say he smelled good, does mm-hmm. that mean he smelled like man's, like a cologne or like Bath and Body Works? Yes. It was oh. like some sort of like cologne, but it wasn't that Old Spice, like overbearing stuff. It was like mm-hmm. kind of sweet, mm. but mellow. And I was, I'll never forget it. I don't know what it is, but I'm like, you should have asked. Axe Extreme. You know, if, if you if ever I, see him again. Hey, he's th- here this uh-huh. year. Right. And if I do his panel, I'm oh. going to ask him what he's wearing. I'm not even joking. You should be like, and I'm going to bring it up. For the past four years, I've told a it's story about how, how right, good you smell. Five. That's true. It will have been five by then. Yeah. No. But for the past five years, I've told stories about how I'm good going you to. smell. I'm straight what up going to. What do you smell like? That, I'm just going to open it up. That would be great. Uh, oh, my God. It might be hard. He actually likes to do his own thing in his panels, yeah. but yeah. maybe he'll let me. I'll ask him if I can ask one question. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell him the question because I like to, you know, <laughs> see what he'll do when I catch Although, him off guard. if you ask him what he's wearing, he might be confused and think you're talking about his clothes. No, no, yeah, I'll, I'll mention how great he smells. Yeah, you and have to I'll, explain. And I'll say, do you remember me? No. <laughs> well, I did your panel five years ago. Yeah. Um, and we'll see how it goes. I'm hoping for a second date. We'll see. I'll play it by ear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is what it's like to do a podcast. 